we go. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, tonight, here on the Keel Show, your host, Alex Keel, the Inside of the Insiders, Tyler Keel, present to you, the Red Wings Trivia Battle of all Trivia Battles, 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 battles. You mean, you mean this thing here, Alex? This thing? That! Look at that! The battle of the century between uh, the Nine Timers Club, Harrison Watt! Of the Ferris State Bulldogs. And Thomas. Meow. Beyondo. I will Voice. say I will say this. That was, a, University that was a that was pretty good there, Alex. I'll give you that. I'm uh, just saying, if I, as a fallback retirement thing or whatever, or even just as like a hobby, PA announcer. I could do it. Says. I could do it. We should probably we should probably inform people. Because as I can tell, I'm like, whoa, there's bars on top and everything's backwards. Okay, yes. We're doing this on Google Meet again, okay? We're doing this on Google Meet because, well, we like to have a video chat with this one. A, so we can make sure no one's cheating. True. Number two, well, that's that's how it works. We haven't figured out the system. To See, but here's the like, thing. I don't like, think... Well, OBS has this virtual camera thing, and it uh, that the was software the software that we use. Yes, OBS, outbound software. Outbound software. Who knows? I don't know. Why that... are you asking me? I love it. It works, but unfortunately, we're not being able to figure out how to get the camera flipped when we do the Google Meets. But hey, it's okay because it's fun for every. It's all. It's fun for the kids. It's yes. fun. it's for but the kids. Before we get into all to that, we have to do our normal duties. Yes, you are watching us here live on Twelve Ounce Sports. Watching on write. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Zingo TV, Channel Seven Sixty One. Sign up for free using the code Twelve Ounce One Two O Z O Z for our. Proper English listeners. Thank you. Thank you. Finally admitted it. Get involved in the show. Hashtag TKS at The Keel Show on Twitter and Facebook. If you have any questions, hit us up in the chat or in the comments during today's episode, and we will do our very best to answer them during the show or next show. If you are not watching us live, you are either listening to us on your favorite podcatcher or you are watching us on the Keel Show replay on The Keel Show YouTube I will, I, which we also thank you very much. I will say this. It's going to take us a little bit longer to get the audio up because if you guys have realized in the past, well, actually, they don't realize this, but because they, I've never explained it. True. I have to re-record the audio because my computer is getting the mics that Alex and I are saying. They're, what Correct. we're saying, the laptop can hear it. But when we get Thomas and Ken Cal and our special guest for one of our questions, did I say that? I just said it, didn't You just I? did. Harrison Watt. <laughs> no, they weren't here. They weren't here. No one, no one gets it. You, no, you no. mix it up, Ty. Harrison Watt and Thomas Biondo. You, 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 you already said. I didn't say it. I didn't you, say it. You said. Shh, shh. I didn't say it. No one picked it up because I can tell you right now, no one's watching. Sure. <laughs> no one's watching yet. They, I have to, re, I have to record that because the audio. You can hear it at home or your podcast or whatever, but live it doesn't hear it. It, it it'll be a minute. It won't be up at like ten o'clock like it usually is. Anyways, Alex, moving forward. Not Today's backwards. show on 12 Ounce Sport is brought to you by Second String Leather Company. Big sale of $75 for waffle board wallets and more. Go to secondstringleathercompany.com for the best deals in all hockey leather products. I've Second String Leather Company crafted from the grease. I have to make sure I point opposite the way it used to be. I'm like, usually, hey, look, it's right here. But I'm like, no, that's the TKS thing. It's over there now. Thank you, genius. Hey, I'm just saying, mirrors. They're this horrible. episode is also brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Bet on all sports, win, and get paid using the promo code 12OUNCESPORTS. Did Thomas actually bet? Join on- for free today. <laughs> Did Thomas actually bet on 
Friday, no, he did think? Because he, he, he whipped it out, and I was like, oh, dear God, Thomas, what are you doing? No, he did not, because he decided that the payout was not worth the investment. Well, then again, yes. Which he also, if he bet on that, would have lost dramatically, because Iowa, yikes. No. Beat MSU. Oh, he was picking the Iowa-MSU game. Yes. Okay, I was about to say, like, the Michigan game, well, that didn't go well. Well, that was the game that they were displaying and talking about on the TV on college game day. Was there a good football game for Michigan this weekend? This weekend. I think Central, well, Central got beat by Ohio last week. Um, This was a bad weekend. I know we're a hockey show, but let me get this through this here, Alex. Michigan, throttled by Indiana. Sparty, throttled by Iowa. The Lions, throttled by Kirk Cousins. So I guess you can say Michigan State won something this weekend. But not a good day for football. That's why. That's why. I count the Detroit Lions as the West Windsor Lions. The West Windsor Lions. Because I don't want them. You don't, you don't want them? Nor do I want the Fords. I will. Okay. Ford Let's, cars? Yes. Ford family? No. Here's the problem. Because Thomas actually left I'll it. Say Thomas it. left at halftime. He straight up went home at halftime. Because Thomas came over and hung out with us this weekend. Sure. And he, like, he straight up left. Because he's like, I can't do this. And I'm like, well, we can change the game. No. I need to go home and sulk. See, that's why I just didn't... I knew I was going to be disappointed with Michigan sports this past weekend. That's why I just went shopping with my lovely girlfriend, Katie. Well, that was the thing, though. I thought they were going to play better. And yeah, I thought it was going to be... you thought, but, and you thought wrong. I clearly thought wrong, so... But, but was, yes. if you're not thinking wrong and you're thinking right, make sure to check out all of the merchandise at teespring.com slash store slash the keel show. All the spaces are nice little dashes. Yeah. Look at it. The well, Keel Show. Yes. We have t-shirts, sweatshirts, crew neck sweatshirts. We have stuff for the ladies, including leggings. Yes. And All of the best stuff you could wear in the fall slash winter months while repping your favorite show. Yeah. The Keel Show. That's and I made sure I made sure I took together. I made sure I took it down this time, you know, on like the last video I need where to it was figure like, out some sort of catchphrase for that. TKS really get swagged up. No, no I'm gonna say no. Tyler, you Get swagged up. Swagged why, why, up. Why is your like thing, whenever it comes to like marketing, it's get swagged. Get swagged up. I work at Davenport. You, you, I work you, at a college campus where, stu- where stupid vocabulary is used consistently for promotional, promotional purposes. You really graduated high school in 2013, didn't you? I, well, I went to Davenport <laughs> in 2015 where dubstep was king. Probably. Yes, it was. And, and you that, know what? I was okay with it. Uh, you know what? You were wrong. <laughs> I'm always right. You were wrong. Like we said, today's program is the Detroit Red Wings trivia battle of the century. Um, we are it's, going to—it's it's that thing right there. That thing. Yep, that I, that just, thing as well. Sure. Yep. I'm just making sure. Well, Thank I, you, I, I, I make Thank up, you, Tyler, I'm for destroying up. the minds of our audio listeners only. I'm making so sure that right there. Oh, pointing, pointing. Because okay, Because last week I forgot to you put on the video. Much. Just yes, stop. I, just stop. You talk too much. Just More stop. coffee. More coffee. No, you need less. More coffee. Less. Oh my goodness. <sighs> Hello, darkness, my old friend. Um, for all of our audio listeners that did not were not able to watch the beginning part of our episode, we had this episode being in memory of the late Alex Trebek and Howie Meeker. They passed away. Meeker was the forty-seven Calder Trup Calder Calder Trophy winner. Sorry. You're about to say Calder Cup. I almost I want to. Every time I say I say Calder, I want to. Um, he was the 1947 Calder Trophy winner. He beat Gordie Howe for the award. He's a four-time Stanley Cup champion with the Leafs, commentator and an analyst 
for Hockey Night in Canada and TSN. He was the Foster Hewitt Memorial Award winner in 1998, and he was a member of the Canadian Parliament. And uh, Order of Canada. Yeah, that was one thing, too, I found out, because like, ba- back then, Alex, hockey players didn't make a whole lot of money. They, they, they weren't getting millions of dollars. Like, the first player, it took them to the 70s for a drunk... Uh, Doug Norris or James James Norris, a drunk James Norris to offer Harold Ballard a million dollars for Frank Mahovlich from the Blackhawks. That was the closest anyone ever came to a million dollars in those days. An accidental too many drinks offer sheet. I mean, it was a check, but that was the closest players got to pay. So a lot of them actually, you know what's funny, Alex? When well, a million dollars in the 70s was a lot of freaking money. I know. So that's why it was a big deal. That's what I'm getting at. And Red Kelly, when he was playing in Toronto, would yeah. drive up to Ottawa on his off nights. To go up to Parliament because he was a member of Parliament, and and, ha- and Red ha- Kelly was a member of Parliament. Red Kelly when he was with the Leafs, not with Detroit, obviously. Well, obviously, because that that'd be a, that'd be a hassle. I mean, I don't know how hard it was to get across the border back in those days, but driving to Ottawa from Detroit, even if you go through Port Huron, that's a that must have been a freaking that. Well, that would have been a nightmare. I doubt he did that, <laughs> but I'm just thinking that must have been the biggest ego thing in the world. Uh, not only am I a professional hockey player, yes, but I'm little, also a uh, yes. member Tita of Tita Kennedy. Yes. I, well, I don't know how That'd be like one of the Kennedys playing for the Washington Capitals. No, well... Or, or, no. or let's, let's the say... The Redskins. Because they were called the Redskins back in those days, kids. What do you mean the Redskins? Washington Redskins. We're talking hockey here. Well, there was no team back then. He would have played for the Baltimore Skipjacks. Back in the, those days. I mean, probably played. I'm thinking when Bruins. JFK was alive. The Bruins then? Uh, I'm trying to think. It was 61, 63. It was still the original six. Uh, yeah, Boston or New York would have been the closest. Yeah. Yeah. I'm right. As always. Well, there was the Washington. As per usual. Well, if we're talking baseball terms, there's Washington Senators right there. I mean, I was I was talking about the current Kennedys or what's left of them. Wow. Wow. Hey. Wow. I'm sorry. A lot of them died. Some for natural causes. You know what, Alex? Oh, leave the leave the dark jokes to Dave Chappelle. Let him do that. Did you watch the SNL monologue from Saturday? I did. Holy I lord! I cannot repeat a single thing from that it show. It was so good. It was. Hey, you know what? You know what the best part about SNL for the next four years is? Is that we get Jim Carrey. <laughs> we get Jim Carrey as you have to president. Say you elect Jim Joe Biden. Jim, you have to stay in New York. Why? I don't want to. Well, too bad. Biden was elected, but I didn't think he was he actually. He has plenty of money, and he gets paid. Yeah, but uh, I, thought, I think he. Li- I don't know where he lives. Actually, I, I actually don't know. He dropped off the map there for a few years, and then he came back and said that, you know, how Andy Kaufman took over his body during the or possessed him during the shooting of Over the Moon. Did you see that Netflix special? One yes, of, I yeah, did. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. That one was weird. But anyways, uh, Howie Meeker though. Um, I this was one that I saw. I'm like I knew of him because he just turned 97 recently, and I heard about it, and I'm like, oh, because I didn't know much about him. Because Howie Meeker, unlike Bob Cole, and I guess Danny Galvan was passed before my time, but I didn't know much about the commentators that worked with Galavan, Cole, and Hewitt back in the days. Meeker was one of the biggest ones, and you saw that across social media of how many former broadcasters, Gord Miller, Chris Cuthbert. If Bob Cole, I'm pretty sure if he had Twitter, he'd be going all, he'd be praising Howie Meeker for what he meant to the game because he wasn't just a commentator. He also did video, like hockey school programming on the CBC back in those days before Peter Puck. Remember Peter Puck? The little puck that would teach you how to play the game or teach you about the game? Yeah, there was Howie Meeker. Well, actually being your coach. Well, I mean, he, the only reason I know him is because he was in the comics for USA Hockey. Well, yes, that too. But regardless, yeah, no, that was. 
Uh, the best part about getting thrown out. Da, 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 da. What? Why are we getting commented on stuff? Oh, they were showing. Oh, because we our Instagram video. I'm like, why is why is Second String Leather commenting on our Instagram? Well, because, because they love us and we love them. And also because I had pet Second String Leather Company. Bam, over there. But I you're killing our audio listeners. You know I am that, right? killing. I know. I know. I'm I'm getting to TV. I'm getting to mainstream. Is that what the thing is? is that what the kids call it nowadays? But obviously a huge loss to the game, and of course it was even more depressing and even more of a heartbreak given that just a couple hours before we lost the great Alex Trebek who and can we talk about how Sean Connery and Alex Trebek are now and are now dead for for all of us some sort of for us together late 90s early 2000s celebrity jeopardy bits from S speaking of SNL Will Ferrell and oh gosh who was the actor that played Sean Connery Uh, I I think it was Gordon he he wasn't the guy that you, he didn't. He was one that also played uh, Bill Clinton back when he was president on SNL. But those and it's just it just works out so perfectly. But Alex Trebek, and that's one thing too, because I always knew he was he was a Canadians fan through and through. He was born near Ottawa. Daryl Hammond. Daryl Hammond. Thank you for who played Sean Connery and Will Ferrell, of course, played Alex Trebek back when, and he played the Trebek with the mustache Trebek. So our so when we were kids, Alex Trebek. Sure. And Trebek was the like if there's a guy in whether it be media, broadcasting, whatever have you, to be so I don't say monotone, Alex, but so calm and collected whenever he's talking, but at the same time more charismatic than everyone in the room. It was Alex Trebek. Yeah, that wouldn't be monotone at all. Monotone would be talking like this and being like this, and no. Well, yeah, sorry, calm. A very having a very calm, and I guess the word word I came right to my head there was smooth demeanor, while and being the most charismatic, like not getting overly excited. Sure. Well, he was never. A, he he never, was a game show host. Well, yeah, but look at like the past. Like you know, we have Pat Sajak. Pat, that's that's that wasn't his brand though. I know that's what I'm saying. Like, but he was able. To, he was the. I don't know if there's a better game show host. Ever. I, I like the people that come out and say Family Feud. Like, I'm talking the old Family Feud. Steve Harvey, he's his own. Steve Harvey's his own thing. Steve Harvey has highlight videos on YouTube. <laughs> so does Trebek. Just not as many. Just but Steve Harvey's are funnier. <laughs> Listen, Trebek absolutely... Does g- Alex Trebek's mustache look like the grill of a Jeep Wrangler? It did. <laughs> Back in the day. Back in the day, did I just I that one hurt because I remember because he had terminal pancreatic cancer. It was stage four, excuse me, stage four pancreatic cancer. You, so you, you didn't even say which stage it was until you don't have to say excuse me. Why well, terminal and stage four? They're two different things. I used the wrong terminology. Part near though. Correct. So that's why, like it, we knew it was coming. And it's funny, Kel and I, since we accidentally got YouTube TV for this month, we actually watched a couple of times this week, and you could tell he was different but he still was going at it, it was the same Trebek the same thing like he's same lingo was able to chat up everyone made it seem normal even though despite it's not normal nowadays how we're because they were still recording they started recording later so they had to you know do the distancing or whatever as best sure. they could on the show but I uh, that's and the, and the best thing his last I guess you can say appearance probably last one of his last recordings was making the selection or announcing the selection of Tim Stuchel of the Ottawa Senators that was cool. Where they came to when they went to Jeopardy for the third overall pick, and I'm like, that kid is going to be. And Tim Schutzley went on Twitter and, and social media saying he wished and he wanted to meet the guy that drafted him per se. And unfortunately, he was he's not going to get that chance. But 
Miss, uh, Alex Trebek is a that one's a tough one. A guy that loves hockey, loved hockey, not just because he's Canadian, but also because he grew up in an age where Maurice Richard, Henri Richard, John Beliveau just tore the wheels off the league, and he lived in a perfect spot to go cheer for him. Sure. He miss him. Howie Meeker was ninety-seven. Trebek was eighty. Oh, yesterday was a rough one. I'll be yeah. fine. He'll be okay. He'll be all right. It sucks because he's so. It was so cool. I'm like, I don't know what they're gonna do. Some people say they're gonna have Ken Jennings. I'm like, okay, can we like just take a pause? I feel like after the this round of recordings are through, I think it should become a best of like Trebek's like best. And I'm talking. Well, that's what they're going to do. I would hope so. Well, that's I, that's, that's what they always do whenever it comes to like. Let's put it this uh, way: Alex, a, if, a character on any show, like, like even like on a sitcom show, if one of the friends cast died. Yeah. Right? Yeah. What what would they do on TV? They would have friends marathons. Yeah. Just like how Golden Girls have And well Golden. like on uh, what were we watching BBC America last weekend it was all the the Sean Connery James Bond movies. Right. That's yeah. that's what the media slash entertainment industry does. They I'll, pay homage through showing the best work. I will say this. Had we not had a show tonight, we'd be probably watching Jeopardy tonight. I wouldn't be. Well, I know you don't. Yeah. I'll be honest. I've gotten pretty good over the years. Because when I started dating Kelly, we started See, watching I a never, lot. I never really liked game shows. Because you'd get, well, okay. Jeopardy is different from all the other ones. The other ones are, there's a lot of luck involved. You have to answer a question every so often. Like Wheel of Fortune, for example. You can kind of figure things out. Jeopardy is a massively popular trivia show. Well, sure. But I mean, I still thought it was boring. Well, okay. It's still boring. It's, there's no... If you don't try to participate, if you try to just if you try to learn stuff, it's hard. But if you try to participate, it can get kind of fun. Well, even if you try to like, I can I can watch it for like ten minutes. Well, just gotta watch one half. But hour. like like think for for me from like my generation the generational standpoint, why would I go through five minutes of commercial just to see whether or not I got the right answer? By the way, the answer was Mesopotamia. Which one? Oh, the. Well, no. Which one's five minutes? What are you talking about? Like a five, like a commercial break. Why would I? Why would I go through commercial break? Just they to, don't just do to, that. Not at least. Yes, they do. Not anymore. At least I don't think so. That's on TV. The TV has commercials. Yeah, they have commercials, but they go in between rounds and stuff. Anyway. You know what? You're coming over tomorrow night. We're gonna watch. Jeopardy. I'm not. We're watching over Jeopardy tomorrow night. Yeah, because are. I have practice. I have. Yeah, Pracky. Yeah. Are you two. still? Are you still on the skates? Are you still going out there trying to show your stuff? Yeah, I'm on the skates. Getting better. That's what I do. What do you mean getting better? <laughs> you, I want to. I want. I've never been bad. <laughs> I, I just no. I, I said getting I, better. I never. Okay. You I never know what? Been. You know. Shush. We're getting back to actual hockey news. So, so QMJHL has decided to move seven teams into a bubble in Quebec City. This is going to be at um, from November seventeenth to the twenty seventh at the Videotron Center. Um, this is coming from the score.com is the article that we are using as our source. Sean O'Leary from the score. Is that two weeks in a row we use the score? Uh, yes. We used it last week. Uh, the teams that are going to be involved in this are going to be the Gatineau Olympique, uh, Drummondville Votigures, Blaine Boisville Armada, Armada, uh, Victoriaville Tigers, Schumann Cataracts. Or, I said that right, right? Cataracts. Yep, Cataract. you got it. You're good. Uh, Shakutami, uh, Sag. I'm not Saganines. I say Saganans. I say Sagan. I say Saganines. Sagan. That one's a rough one. Uh, and the Quebec Remparts 
um, they are going to be there, like we said, November 17th to the 27th. Um, each team will play six regular season games. Um, this is just as recommendations from the Quebec public health officials have gone to the league. Obviously, they've been in a lot of communication um, with the daily increase of COVID-19 cases in Quebec um, being reported the highest ever uh, on Sunday with 1,397 daily. Um, this is going to be definitely a big thing that we're going to be seeing probably, oh, I would say for most Canadian leagues, honestly, because I, I don't think that, well, because I think I think this is a good thing for the Quebec. Because um, here's the thing. Major I'm, Junior Hockey League, purely on the basis that it's, you're dealing with what you can. The whole reason why the NHL was allowed to play in Canada and have two bubble cities set up was because right. they were in bubbles and they had this strategy played out. And I'm sure that this is exactly what the Quebec um, League has decided to go forward with and using the same sort of model. Yeah. Um, well, but but moving forward, I think this this may be something that we could possibly see with the Western and Ontario Hockey League because uh, I if they're gonna have to if you out. think about it if you if you want to have hitting in the game if that's what the Ontario Premier wants then you're probably gonna have to set up a bubble because that's just how it's gonna be and it's gonna be dealing with not only the Ontario government but you're gonna have to be dealing with Health Canada and that's just, just a whole thing. Yeah, and I, and I and I understand that where you're coming from. This is because the Quebec League was going to be the first league to start, and then half the league had COVID cases, COVID tracing throughout, and sure. Armada being a big one. Armada being a big one. I think Ramut. I don't think Ramuski was, but the Maritimes were the only teams that were kept continuing to play because the Maritimes they're in such small towns and they're able to kind of you know space themselves out. And there's who's alarm? Not my, that's not my car going off, is it? Nope, not uh, my car. My car. I just hear an alarm going off outside, and I'm like, "What in the world's going on out there?" But I like it because you know you're able to control it. The fact that it's only a ten day stretch makes me kind of think why. Well, you know, what would be the point? Because well, you're oh, hold on, hold on. Okay, let me go on my stream of consciousness here. It may take me fifteen minutes, but I'll get there. I like the fact that they're trying to control it. But if you're going to do this, why not make it a month? Because we're going to get to college hockey here in a second. But in regards to that, the NCHC is doing their whole the month of December, Alex, three weeks inside a bubble in Omaha. So why not just go for the month for that division? The entire uh, or now I, I, I forget. Oh, yeah, but yeah, but yeah. Yeah, Quebec Major Junior Hockey League doesn't have as much emphasis on divisions, at least in terms of points and standings. It's more or less for game scheduling for you know less travel. I think that it's going to be coming down to probably two things: money. Financials being yep. one of them. Money being a big one. And also thinking about the off-ice relations. So that's going to be billet families. That's going to be these players' educations. Because, um, you know, as they are, you know, on the younger side, they're still schooling, doing all that good yep. stuff. And that's, um, that's what we talk so, about so with, I, talk with I, Tate I mean, about I think, the OHL. And I, I think that's probably the reason why it's only 10 days. Um, but I, I do think that, especially when you're looking at your bubble being in a place like Quebec City, it's a big, it's a big hub, or it's it's a big city. It's not like a huge. It's not a Toronto. It's not a Montreal. Anything like that. Quebec City so, is the second largest in in the province of Quebec. Obviously, second to Montreal. Right. Um, 
So it, is, it should it is, have an NHL team, but you know it what? is uh, like it's a it is a metro, metro, metropolis kind of area. Metropolitan, Metro, metropolitan area. There you go. Metro, but the metropolis. metropolis is the ci- the city where, uh, where yes, Clark yes, Kent yes, lives. Yes, oh, talk to that other guy, that flying dude. Oh, shut <laughs> up! Birds a plane. It's Clark without his glasses. <laughs> um, but to answer your question, why you, they'd probably do this is because. It's something that it's been done before. Well, and I don't, it, I don't and promise it, and it's, why, it's not, it's but a, why it's, so short? Why because not? Because probably, freeze. like I said, it's probably financials, probably off ice stuff. And think about it. I mean, the Major League Lacrosse did this. The Premier La, uh, Lacrosse League did this. And, you know, a couple other, like, smaller leagues, they decided to do where they just made their regular season into just about a week. I mean, 10 days gives you two weekends plus a full week of hockey um probably with i'm going to i'm going to say that the schedule is probably going to have at least three games a day with one in the morning one towards the early afternoon and one into the evening yeah um depending on how many rink surfaces they have if they're only if they're only using the one one rink surface then it's going to be obviously something that they have to obviously have to well i don't think it's that have the game Sanitize, have another game, sanitize, so just have so, another game, sanitize. That's it's, why Quebec is nice because that rink is built to house an NHL team. They built that rink with aspirations of bringing a team back to Quebec City. So that's why they have the facilities, they have the resources, and they're going to, in terms of scheduling, you know, like you said, sanitation, cleaning the rink, cleaning the arena, how they're going to allow people in, they're going to look at it just like the National Hockey League did. So that's why they're doing it there. I wonder if they're going to look at doing this in other parts if for other teams and other arenas for part, parts of Quebec and maybe the Maritimes. I don't, obviously we haven't had knock on wood too many problems there. Well, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, cause if this is their entire regular season, that's one thing, but it's just, for, um, they're but, probably going to test it and see what, how it goes, let them back out. And then if it has a problem again, well, then they'll obviously cross that bridge when they get there. Yeah. I mean, I'm worse, sure, worse comes to worse. They they do these ten days of competition and then they go out do their own thing you know I, I'm sure however they handle it and then may, maybe possibly have everybody come back I would like to think the league because think about it WHL comes on January eighth OHL starts February fourth targeted these are all targeted dates Ta- yes targeted the, yes. they're supposed to if everything goes to plan they're supposed to come back on twenty twenty has gone so well to plan out sure hey twenty twenty one it's looking up. 2021 is still two months away. Less than two months, but still. Less than two months away, and we're praying for it. Um, Pray that we get there. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and if they decide that they can play at their own arenas and their own facilities and stuff like that, then great. They can travel. They can do all that kind of stuff. Um, and each team has six games that they don't have to worry about. Six less games that they have to worry about. But yes. we'll see how that goes I, next. I, now, I wonder, and like I said, It'll, I'm sure the I'm hoping the league is thinking. All right, guys, if it happens again, say January, we have another breakout. February, we have another breakout. I'm hoping that they're planning. Like, all right, here's how we're gonna do it. And I'm sure. Well, if they figure out a plan, they'll start talking to the other teams. Like, all right, guys, just in case, here's what may happen. This is if we hit Elfcon one, De- Elfcon, Defcon one. I'm thinking Santa Claus already, man. It's a problem. If we get to Defcon one, this is what's gonna have to happen. So hopefully, I don't get to that point, but that may be the case. Right, so next thing we were going to be talking about is the return of college hockey. Yeah! Um, this weekend. 
this is exciting because I write college hockey now, so I kind of have to be excited for it. Do you write for the college hockey network? No, the college news hockey co- news? no, 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 no. I'll let Adam and Wadon and Mike McMahon figure that out. I write, I do my stuff for the hockey writers still. Remember, I was going to go to the Frozen Four last year, and then sure. uh, COVID decided to give a swift kick in the nuts with that plan. But I'm excited because, I mean, it may, not every league is starting up. Also, as of right now, it's just the Big Ten and Atlantic Hockey, I think. Well, at least Atlantic Hockey. Was as far as Division One. Division One, yes. Obviously, there's some ACH. Even, gosh, Liberty, dude. Atlantic I, I Hockey really needs to update their freaking logo. That's <laughs> gross. Well, hold on here. That looks straight out of the early 2000s. Uh, well, I have to go full screen on this now to figure out. This is last year's season. Where in the world is... All right, schedule. Current schedule. Because they're supposed to be starting... This weekend, that was last season. We want this season. Where? Why can't I go? They have not updated. They so probably haven't done it yet. They probably haven't put it. Okay, they probably haven't put a schedule up yet. That makes sense because there was there they the start date could have been this weekend. I remember reporting that, and so. But if they don't want to start now, that's totally fine. Let's just hit this here. Let's see if they have anything. Uh, no, nothing. So, but that's okay. Obviously, the Atlanta cocky was able to figure out say, hey, you guys can play if you want. However, Alex, we have learned, as of today, there are a couple of schools that may not return to play. Right. Actually, there, may not be a, there may not be, but we have one for sure, according to our good friend, who is that? Was that CollegeHockeyNews.com. St- staff report. Okay, it's probably Adam Wood on that wrote that. Right. Um, um, go ahead, Alex. Yes. With that being said, RIT uh, University, the Tigers, have shut down. By the way, what does RIT stand for? I think, it's, I think it's Rhode Island Tech. Rhode Island Tech. Okay, just wanted to make sure. Just what? wanted to make sure. I, you know what's funny? I've covered this. I've covered college hockey for a long time, Alex. And uh, uh, let's see. Uh, RIT stands for Rochester Institute of Technology. There we go. So not even close. <laughs> hey. I just know. Isn't at, R- least, at, least we're, at least we're being good at this. At least we're... At least we're accepting. You know, because I've covered. Because I remember RIT was in the Frozen Four back when it came to Detroit and back in 2010. And I'm like, oh, cool, RIT. Yeah, they're Rhode Island. Sure, RPI. They're Rhode Island, right? No. I mean, hey, New at, York. I mean, hey, at least RIT has a better acronym than Calumet University of Michigan. Have you seen the, that merch? Nope, I'm not looking at that. It's funny. Well, yeah, it's um, like University of Northern Texas, but they're coffee mugs. <laughs> you got it. Yes, because it's a yeah, 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 yeah just okay. just go on with it. Um, but no, RIT has decided to cancel their 2020-21 season. Uh, due quote due to ongoing health and safety concerns related to COVID to the COVID nineteen pandemic. End quote. Um, that is a statement from RIT. Uh, obviously the university itself. Uh, the Tigers are a part of the Division three conference, the Liberty League, which um, has other teams in it, Alex, that, right. are, that are that Division One hockey teams. Um, and they've decided to cancel winter sports because of the pandemic. Um, RIT has chosen to include its men's and women's hockey programs in that decision. So that's something to report on, I guess. Yes. The Liberty League is interesting because... Tell of the me f- why. Why should we be concerned about Division Three hockey? Because there are four schools that play in that league or at least that are Division One hockey programs. There's like Ithaca College and a couple others, but there is Union, Union College, St. Lawrence University. EC- Union is Hockey East, Hockey East, ECAC St. Lawrence, RIT, Atlantic Hockey, RPI, ECAC, and Clarkson, right? Clarkson, yes. So actually five, one, two, three, you, four, you five. five. Yes, five. 
four, no, sorry, five, because the four others are going to go on his plate. That have already, and that was thanks to our good friend at College Hockey News, Mike McMahon. Mike McMahon uh, posting that today across the Twitters and all their social media. So, and because like with a lot of sports, Alex, and this is kind of with the one thing with NCAA that I don't like, the fact that the NCAA is not telling what conferences they're saying, hey, everyone do their own darn thing. Liberty League is not allowing winter sports. RIT is not is going to follow suit, even though the hockey team, since it's not directly affiliated with the Liberty League action, their hockey team, they could have gone on. That's why you've seen St. Lawrence, RPI, Clarkson, and Union all play because they want to play and they can play because that because so far Hockey East is pushing to play. Hockey East, ECAC, and obviously Atlantic Hockey. If one of those leagues drop out, then yes, then our, then the other schools, the you know, the coinciding schools have to fault. They have to, you know, disem- disembowel. They have to not play. Yeah. Um, as Like I said, as far as we know, Atlantic Hockey has not posted a schedule yet, even though, you know, it's going to be a big part because Long Island University is going to play with them this year. Hockey East and ECAC have said the s- same thing. But Hockey East said, I think it was going to be this week they're going to release their schedule. So, because they had a big promo video last week. It was a really cool production. So they are going to... Release it sometime by the end of this week. So by next Monday's show, we'll talk about it, which is kind of funny because next week we got my interview with Mitch O'Keefe, who used to play at Ferris State. Doesn't have to do with Hockey East, but it's college hockey. So fair enough. There was my connection with that. So um, continuing with college hockey, the NCHC has released their schedule. Tyler, you are the resident college hockey guy. As really, I haven't said that yet. Babbling on for the past, you know, I don't know, like ten minutes or so. Haven't said that yet. The show, Alex. What uh, what news should we pick up from this? Well, I believe I reported on it a few weeks ago, but it's official. The NCHC will be in a bubble starting December 1st for three weeks. Each team will be playing in 10 games. They'll be playing because they're, they're splitting the league into two divisions, an East and a West division. They're playing all of their interdivisional games starting next week. Oh, I didn't get in the snapshot. Oh, darn Alex tried to take a snapshot. Snapchat. 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 You're doing the posting other stuff. I'm only the Twitter, Instagram, Facebook guy. I don't. I don't do that. I don't do the Snapchat or the TikTok. I do fan interaction. That's what I do. Fan interaction. Yes, with your girlfriend. Yeah. That that's our our one member. What am I gonna do when you (laughs) while you talk about college hockey, dude? (laughs) Listen and pay attention. No. So they're gonna play each of the other four, other five divisional teams, uh, twice. I think no four times they play their team four teams twice. That's why you get the eight games and you play two of your divisional games, whoever that may be, play them twice in that bubble in Omaha Baxter Arena. They already have the paint all laid out. Looks really nice. Got that nice paper white look to it, Alex. It looks pretty. Looks like looks fresh because of course they got the NCHU logo in the middle because you can't just have Omaha on it because that'd be unfair and you know it'd be favoritism towards the home team in Nebraska Omaha even though well, Omaha it would be. I mean, Omaha's a nice barn, but Omaha has never been a, 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 not a daunting arena to go into. It ain't no Mariucci. Well, pardon me. When Mariucci was, when Minnesota was good, Mariucci Arena, it's not Ralph Engelson in North Dakota. I'm trying to think of another hostile barn. Holt in Michigan, no matter how bad the Huskies are, it's a, according to Harrison Watts, a terrifying ring to go into if you're the road team. Houghton. 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 No, you're not going to start saying it every different way. It's Houghton. It's Houghton. 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 I've heard Houghton. I'm going to ask Harrison. Harrison will be on in about 20-some-odd minutes with our trivia battle of the century. What? Fine. No. Fine. Fine. Is a four-letter word that starts with F. You know what else is a four-letter word that starts with F? Fool. And free and...
something I yeah, can't another, say here. Another word you can't say because you want to know why? FCC won't approve. True. NCHC going to be back in action, so they're going to play three weeks, go back home for Christmas break. I mean, well, obviously some players may just stay at, on campus because we have over here at Grand Valley, they're asking kids, hey, if you're going to go home for Thanksgiving, be safe. That's what they're doing over here, at least. At least for Grand Valley State, at least that's what was made public to moi. But NCHC, after the new year, when they come back for second semester, they will start playing their traveling schedule against teams in their region. So Western will stay, you know, more to the east, like Western <laughs> Michigan, but then you'll see like Colorado College and Denver, they'll stay out there in the west playing North Dakota, which means we get to see a lot of Denver versus North Dakota, Alex. Great. I love it. You're, I wish you guys excited about this event. It's gonna I I, I just CBS can't. Sports Network. We have it. I mean, well, we have it for this month, which sucks. You we, have it, I don't. I know. We're gonna we we discussed it hard if we wanted to have live TV. What what? Wife was yelling at me for some reason. I don't know what she's yelling about. I don't know what she's yelling either. Anywho, back to the show. Let's talk about some players that have avoided arbitration. So we got we got a lot of stuff listed just in case the show goes shorter than we expect today. So we may not get to the available free agents, but we're gonna get to the signings that have happened that are official. Because I'm pretty we sure we love it, Ty. We love arbitration. Uh, we love it. Love well, we love, love it, it if they avoid arbitration. That's True. what we love, because that means we can actually say about their signs. We can't just say, these guys are greedy individuals. They are getting paid too much money. The players that have avoided arbitration as of right now are as follows. Mackenzie Weger, Florida, three years, $3.25 million. Brendan Lemieux, New York Rangers, two years, $1.55 million. Ryan Strom, New York Rangers, two years, $4.5 million. Ryan Pollock, New York Islanders, two years, $5 million. And Anthony Mantha, Detroit, four years, $5.7 million. Ooh, we do have a signing, a fresh signing. Dialers. What? Dialers. Yes, dialers. Dialers. Speaking of signings, Alex, I want to add this one to your list. Rupe Hintz re-signs with the Dallas Stars, three years at $3.15 million. Avoiding arbitration as well. I'm not even going to try to spell that. No, Rupe Hintz. It's, it, it looks like Rupe. But it's Rupe. Rupe Hintz. He, him and Yoel Kiviranta had great playoffs. Rupe Hintz was a, I don't say an underrated guy. Is it guy. Hintz or Hintz? Hintz. You, uh, said, you said Rupe Hintz for like the like Rupe five Hintz. times. Rupe Hintz. I say Hintz. I don't know. Because then you, again. You then say again, both, that, obviously. Then how many times did I say, I used to say Heiskanen. It's Heiskanen. Heiskanen, Heiskanen. Tomato, tomato. Legacy, Legacy. Who knows how to say it? But anyways. Hints? I'm gonna say hints. I'm going with hints. I'm going with hints now. I'm go well, is it Manny or is it Maxime? Because Manny Legacy and Maxim Legacy. There's yeah, minor different spellings. Hints was if you didn't watch the Dallas Stars, was a guy that you never really heard of. But he Hi. me. Yes, you. Even though they still have the best goal song in the league. Hands down. Not really, but okay. Hints was a very effective playmaker. He wasn't a big-time scorer. I I like the way, the fact that he can move the puck around. He can create opportunities. He can play center. He can play the wing. He's a very versatile player. So I like this. I like Dallas keeping him around. I'm pretty sure that was one of Jim Nill's things, but obviously Hints thought he, wanted, thought he deserved more money. The Dallas Stars didn't want to give him that money, so they were going to go to arbitration, but they met towards the middle and... For a salary cap, especially during a flat cap era, Alex, that we are involved in, it's a good move by Nil and the Stars. Now, Mackenzie Weger, he's a 
he's a good depth player that Florida is going to want to keep around. A guy that can play center and a guy that can play wing. Pardon me, he's a defenseman. I was looking. I was thinking of. I was. Pardon me. I was looking at Lemieux. Mackenzie Wieger's a solid defenseman. Yeah, I see. Hey, don't forget Nate Robertson. He's a, Nick Robertson. He's a defenseman. Nate Robertson. No, it, is it Nick or Nate? No, there's it's Nick. no there's it's a, Nick. It, there's it's a, Nick. But there is a Nate though too. It's Nick. But there's a Nate. It's Nick. Uh, the see, one you're talking about is. And Nick. there's a Jason Robertson. There's a Nick Robertson. There's a Nate Robertson. Mackenzie Wieger is a defenseman. There's uh, also a Nathan Robinson. A uh, long time, long time ago that was. You know, he's a guy that doesn't put up a whole lot of points. I like to think he's still pretty young. He's only played at least in full three parts. Or last three seasons, he's been a full-time NHLer. Only played 60 games a couple years ago, or in, 20, in 17, 18, 64, in 18, 19. Last year, only 45 games. He seems like he always gets a little banged up every so often. So I'd like to think he can play some bigger minutes if he continues to progress. He's better, and according to what I've heard from Florida fans, he plays better in his own zone. Brendan Lemieux... Because I believe he's Claude's kid, right? Claude's kid, Brendan Lemieux? I believe so. I I mean... I don't like him. I'm interested to see... I just want to know what the Dallas Stars are going to be next year. Or the Dallas Stars. The New York Rangers are going to be Dude, next year. Dude, what are you even talking about? I'm f- My words are getting mixed up. So many teams right now. Two years, 1.55, not a huge cap hit. A guy that, you know, they expect to put up more points this was only his really his second full season in the league last year in with the Jets and Rangers because remember he was involved in the trade in 1819 that sent Truba no wasn't true what deal was that that sent him to New York regardless he got traded to New York last year and he had 18 points and then he had 19 points no 17 18. I can't read right now, guys. I'm trying to do this on like a half screen. I don't screen. think you can think. I have so many tabs up right now, it's ridiculous. You have four. I have I have four here, and then I have the other ones, which is the stream's on right now. He was traded to from... I just want to see this trade. Who was he traded for? Oh, that was the Kevin Hayes trade. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Got it. And that's when Kevin Hayes then got sent to Philly after year. Okay. Following that one. The I'm trying to look at the other ones here. Ryan Strom, just another ad addition. Ryan Pollock. Ryan Pollock is he was a guy that I really saw really blossom in the playoffs. Where are you at? Oh, I keep looking at your screen. I know. I'm so used to doing when we do these Google things, Alex. That I'm usually don't I'm usually don't use anything on my laptop, but I finally figured out a way to do that. But I like Pollock because you really saw him really step up and play big minutes. And that would have been something nice if we had more time with Chris King last week, which is a gosh darn shame we didn't have him for two hours because that would have been fun. True. He was a guy that just continued to really show that he can be a top four defenseman in this league. And getting paid $5 million, Alex, he's going to have to do it. And as of right now, they didn't re-sign Andy Green yet. They're obviously going to say he's aged out, so he may not. he's a guy that's not going to come back. He's a guy that plays on the right side, got the right-handed shot, Alex. We know how overvalued those guys can be, but... Obviously, a guy that has shown she showed last year in that playoff run to the conference finals that he can be a very viable asset. A guy that can put up numbers offensively, but also be reliable in his own zone. He's still pretty young, too. Well, one thing you have to make sure to look at is, I mean, obviously, if you watch the games, you can tell that this is a player that really depends on the players that are around him. Um, so you're gonna have to make sure that he has a solid pairing partner. You know, whether he's first or second line. Um, defense, 
you know, if you have them on special teams, that you have them, you know, obviously playing a, a substantial role. And it, it's it's going to come down to who he's with. He's one of those players that it's it's he's in that kind of middle ground where he's a solid player, but you can't depend on him solely. You can't depend on him as like being your top defenseman, which thankfully in his case he isn't really being put in that role right now. Um, but with a two-year deal, I can see maybe if the Islanders decide to not go with him, he might have problems elsewhere. 37 points in 1819, 35 this past year. He was going to eclipse that number, Alex. He had 10 points in his 22 playoff games. And we talked. We did talk briefly about the decor with Chris King last week. They still have Johnny Boychuk, who plays on the right side. You still have, an old, yes, getting older Nick Letty, but he can still play. Yeah, now you have Pollock, who can play your second side, second pair right side. Thomas Hickey's still there. Good veteran presence. Adam Pellick has got one more year before his contract is up. You know, obviously you're hoping Scott Mayfield can really step up and by golly, if Noah Dobson can't figure it out this year, he's a lost cause. I'm sorry. I just, I, 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 there's just a, there's get a, there. There's a lot of question marks get there. around. Well, there's a lot of question marks I think about around the Islanders right now. It's just about a matter of, is it, can they continue to do this? Right. Can they continue do, to be a defensive stalwart now with yes, Two goaltenders. One is arguably one of the best goaltenders, not in the NHL, and Semyon Varlamov. You know, obviously Ilya Sorokin is the guy we were talking about. We, like I said, next time with Chris King, I'm telling him, I'm telling everyone, I'm telling, I'm talking Rando, I'm telling Rando, Rando, starting late tonight, buddy. We got Chris King eyes coming on at eight. We got an hour with him, or we could just do an entire show with just him. Well, if I don't know if he, could, I, I'll tell him next hour time. Like, I'll tell him, listen here, Chris, six o'clock. Be there. Be square. I would actually I would never do that to Chris. Or just please get there whenever you hey, can. Hey, Chris, the earlier the better because we got a lot of questions. Um, Roberto Luongo, remember him? Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Anthony Mantha real quick and what he means to Detroit before well, we get into anything else. He's arguably their best player. Uh, I, I don't I, I don't see anyone. Like, everyone looks at Larkin, and yes, Larkin may be your captain, but the way Mantha has progressed, and I'm not saying Larkin has tailed off and he's already plateaued and his career is just going to stay flat forever, but the way Mantha's been able to climb and continue to be the best player, it seems like, every almost almost every night, from what I've seen of the Red Wings, I enjoy the fact that he has the opportunity. He didn't, he's, not, he's not hit his peak yet, I don't think, Alex. Because how old is he? Uh, he is 26 years old. 26 he's two years. years older than Larkin. What's his... Con- so he's 5.7 for, for, for four years. years. Yep. And then he's UFA in 2024, 25. He is, he is one of the best players. He's a, he is top two forwards for the team. And here's the, um, and here's the thing too, Alex. I think people are should, should really consider. If the Iser plan, as Harrison Watt calls it. The Iser plan. Listen, he... Apparently, it's like, hey, it's the Shannon plan in Toronto, so it's got to be the Eisenman. No, it doesn't rhyme. Just just stop. Well, but, also, Eisenman's the general manager, not the president, but okay. Listen, Shanny was going to tear that whole thing apart would come hell or high water. And hey, hey, Lou, hey, Lou, you're pretty good still, Lou. Hey, remember me? You drafted me a while back. Shut up. Come work for me. No. Anyways, I like to think that Eisenman has the goal set in mind to, by that point, by 2024, the summer of 2024, the Red Wings are competitive enough to start pushing towards playoff contender, or can even in a couple of years, because especially at that point too, Alex, the league is hoping by 2024 that the money starts to come back up after the cuts they're gonna they've been having to make 
due to the pandemic. So Mantha's like, all right, four years, 5.7, not too bad. If he can continue to progress, he may be a 7, 8, possibly, if he continues to progress, $9 million hockey player. Right. Well, I mean, you also have to think, the, the last... the. I'm not the, saying this is a bridge deal, folks. The it's la- not, this is a very it's not, long it's, bridge deal. No, this is a deal like that... Ambassador Bridge, no. The reason why Eisenman made this deal, and I honestly, honest to God, think this, is this is because it's a transition contract. Yes. I really think it is because... Yes, it's a four-year deal, but three of those four years are going to be creating some sort of relationship slash connection to the people that are going to be filling in some spots within the organization because the list of UFAs and RFAs for you know after this season, Darren Helm, Tyler Bertuzzi, Valtteri Filippola, uh, you have Fabry for two more years, you have Nemestikov for two more years, but Glenn Denning... Uh, Bobby Ryan's up after next year. Obviously, he was just signed. Um, Adam Ernie, he's an RFA, so you're going to have to either pay him or he have to give him up. Zadina has a year after next, um, but Sam Gagne is another. Of his, of his ELC? Of his ELC, yep. yep. So he has next year and the year after, then he's an Boy, RFA. But, but he is actually, fun fact, he's on a COVID loan right now. Oh, yeah, because um, Zadina, yeah, Zadina the, Man, or not Mantha, Cider, those guys are all, because I know. Ronick is another. Uh, Zadina is playing in the Czech League. I forgot what league Ronick's playing in right now. I think he's in the Swiss. Oh, but yeah, a lot of those guys, because, well, they're, they, well, they want... But that's just forwards. I mean, yeah. Mark Stahl, you have, obviously, obviously, but you just picked him up. Um, Nemeth is another one. Uh, Merrill, Biega, and then Ronick is going to have his ELC. Is um, Ronick or Ronick? Because I've heard Ronick. I mean, you go to Griffin's game, so I'm like, yeah, I fell up Ronick. I'm like, you sure? I'm saying it's Ronick. I'm busy yelling at Hicket, so I never hear the right but pronunciation. But it's like it's if like Zane says chronic. the right name. I don't hear it's it. It's Hronic. 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 Yeah, Hronic. It's Hronic. Are you sure it's not Ronic? No, it's Hronic because me say, and Katie went to Philip. two Detroit. Say Philip. Say Ronic. Ronic. Say Philip Ronic. Philip Hronic. Philip Hronic. Put so much so much emphasis on the H. Me and Katie went to two Red Wings games last year. So, well, within the past Ronick year, Ronic wasn't when we went to go see Anaheim. Yes, he was. He was not in the lineup. He was on the roster. I he swear. was clearly. He was clearly not Hronic. there. Chronic. He was clearly just not capable. He was clearly oh, by the way, Bernie is a non-factor. Well, well yeah, they got Bernie. 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 Hey, the IR. Zetterberg comes off it next year. Woo-hoo. Alex, Alex, LTIR. Don't yeah. forget. Alex, don't forget LTIR. Yeah. You get, you're allowed up to two players of LTIR. Aaron Zetterberg is that. You don't, I believe that with what? I'm trying to see if they. Okay, so. Johan Franz is off the books because he was on, I think, last up until last this he past was. season. This this was the last year. So, oh, by by the way, the, don't, don't even don't even get me started with all the all the players that well, the, Alex, the Red are, Wings have. Well, down those are in all Grand Rapids. yeah, but typically Alex with minor leaguers. Sveshnikov. Oh gosh, Evgeny Sveshnikov. Not still a good Sveshnikov. He's not still a good one. He's not the best Sveshnikov. Player. He's not. Speaking of which, Alex, did you see this? What is with Carolina having the best of like the two Mitch match names? Like the he they have the good Sveshnaho and the good Sveshnikov. Well, Sveshnikov are brothers. Evgeny and Andre are brothers. Well, yes, no Evgeny's doubt. the elder one, but Andre's the better one. It's the same. Re- well, it's the same thing with like Detroit and slash Grand Rapids having the. The best Philpula at the time because they had Valtteri. Valtteri's with Detroit, and then Ellery, and then Ellery, little flipper. We'll call it little flipper. I think it was Ellery or Lari. Brother, it was Grand Rapids. It was Yari Philpula. No, it was Ellery. It was I L. It was Yari. Yari, whatever. Yari. It was that other Philpula. No, I. Nay, lost my train of thought. I was going to say that. Oh, I was talking about Grand Rapids. I. 
would like to now. Nope, I lost it. Sveshnikov. Oh no, Sveshnikov. Because I saw this the other day. Because remember how in the new NHL 21 they allow you to the Michigan goal, right? No, I don't. But continue. Well, you don't have it, but you can do the move behind the net, wrap it up, and try to tuck it up in the corner, right? Okay. So the guy that first did it, well, pardon me, the guy that did it most famously first, 96 in the during the NCAA tournament, Mike Leg. Sveshnikov. Mike Leg. Sveshnikov. You're wrong. Mike Leg does it for the Wolverines. I find out, I saw the video today, I don't know if it's just a recent release, Mike Leg is now a playable character in NHL 21. So when I why so my hut team if I ever do a dumb hut team Alex guess what I will pay tw- I will pay stupid amounts of money to find Mike Legs card to put him on my team why because he's an eighty why why is he on his team why is because he because the they're paying homage to a guy that created a move that Andrei Sveshnikov made popular recently even though Mike Leg did it first it's called the Sveshnikov now it is called the Michigan it's called the Sveshnikov. Alex, you're wrong. You're, I, I, it's I, I, not I'm not I, wrong. I just want to I just want you to go to here. any outlet. I just and when want someone you says, to admit when someone tries to do it, they call it Sveshnikov. I'm Alex. I can accept the fact if you're wrong. I can accept it. You don't have to. I can you accept it. Wrong. To All you have to do for me is admit what that you, you have are wrong. to accept that your memories and all that kind of stuff that you think like the past and paying homage to is no longer relevant in this situation. It's Mike called the Sveshnikov. Leg. Sveshnikov said it's the Michigan. It's called the Sveshnikov. Sveshnikov said that's the, the Michigan goal. So Mike Legg will be. He will. He can say like my buddy Mike Fowler. In the, in the, in the he can pr- say hey, that he's hey, been ask, in a video game. Hey, ask me this. Ask me this. Ask me a question. Right here. Right here. Right here. Ask me this question. Alex, why are you so, wrong? So I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say the question you're gonna ask, and then you're gonna ask it to me. Okay. Which player, Mike Legg or Sveshnikov, Evgeny Sveshnikov? Yep. Which one is in the NHL 21 promo video? Doing that move. Austin Matthews. You're supposed to ask that question. Alex, why are you wrong? (laughs) Because I'm not, and it's the Sveshnikov. It's the Michigan perfected by Andre Sveshnikov. It is literally the, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take, Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott. That's literally what it is. Okay. The Michigan goal by Andre Sveshnikov. That's okay. I can accept that dumb form of cologne that would definitely come out if this were the 90s. The Sveshnikov? No, it'd be the it'd be the Michigan by Sveshnikov, like how like there is Ocean Breeze by like that. That would be like I'm trying to go with the. You're not following me here, Alex. I'm going on this tangent. Grab on or get out of the way. I'm getting out of the way. <laughs> it's a ref. Okay, so long story short, it's the Michigan. Andre Sveshnikov's perfected it though, and Andre Sveshnikov says that is the Michigan goal. So therefore, Alex, it's the Michigan goal by Andre Sveshnikov. Okay. Holy cow! I'm still calling it the Sveshnikov. I, Alex, like I said, I will accept if you're wrong as long as you admit it with me. You don't so have to accept three, whether right? or not say, I'm wrong. Say, because say, I'm not say wrong. Say I, Alex, am wrong on three. Ready? One, two, three. It's called I the Sveshnikov. Al- <laughs> you're not doing this right! I'm doing this perfectly right. Oh, hey, look, Harrison's about to... He's trying to join in as the... Okay, all right. So, uh, well, let's... Uh, I'm going to quick... Uh, well... Uh, we gotta why go to break. Why don't we go to break here? We should go to break. Everyone's looking at the screen right now. It's like, oh dear God, what's happening? It's dark. They're, they're also probably thinking, please God, move on. So we will move on to break. We will get everything set up for the trivia bottle of the century. We'll be back after this. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to the Keyless Show here on 12 Ounce Sports. 
on the Heel Show YouTube page if you are watching the replay or on your favorite pod catcher. It is now time for the Detroit Red Wings tribute battle of the century. Should I? Should I do this? Oh no! Let me let me keep going here. This will determine officially who is the captain of the Five Timers Club. So for all of our guests who have been on the show for five times or more, they are part of the club. But this is to decide who is the captain. Because since we have with us today two people, Alex, that are etching their names in the annals of history, we have two people that are joining the Nine Timers Club at the same time. Whoa. Everyone's like looking at the screen like, guys, you're off center now. Because I had to do some severely editing thingamabob. Severe. Severe. I'm adding words to the Oxford Dictionary here. (sighs) I should get the first guy here. Allow me to get the first guy. I just want to make sure I got the You want to get him? Okay. He is from Birmingham, Michigan. He is living now right down, well, about 10 minutes from us now, Alex. Lives pretty close to us. He used to be a writer and editor for the premier publication from Ferris State, the Ferris State Torch. He is currently the play-by-play broadcaster for the Ferris State Bulldogs of the Western Collegiate Hockey Association, a firm believer in the Iser plan. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Harrison. What? Harrison, how are you doing, sir? I'm good. I get the Iser plan in the background here. Yeah, that's that's pretty neat. We got our Gordy Howe banner here, too. I finally flipped that for Dad's sake, the Gordy Howe one there. Well, absolutely. I mean... Of the two, he's probably the better one. Let's just All right. Here. We'll ask our other guests this question for, er, later, but Harrison, is it the Michigan goal or the Sveshnikov? It's the Michigan goal. Thank you. Make it two to one, Alex. I can say this. I'm impartial because I'm not at all a Michigan fan. Oh, that's yeah. – yeah, I know. It's okay. Trust me, we saw your tweets during the Michigan-Michigan State game. You were just sitting there like, this is fun to watch for all of us, and the rest of us were all, like, panicking and everything. Fair enough. Fair. Oh, she enjoyed it immensely. She posted she had a nice Facebook video for everyone to watch. It that's was okay. How was that loss to Iowa? Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, <laughs> it wasn't much better for Michigan against Saturday and against Indiana. True. And I will take care of our other guest, a native of Detroit, Michigan. The Motor City. The Detroit. I had to make sure of it. I did the my research. Detroit, Michigan. Detroit. Currently living in St. Clair Shores, a graduate of the University of Michigan. He was once forced to work with Mike Milbury during a Wings playoff game in 2011. He has been the play-by-play broadcaster for the Davenport University Panthers hockey for over a decade. He is a guy who does not believe that Jim Harbaugh could be replaced by P.J. Fleck. Oh, good Lord. (laughs) None other than Thomas. Beyondo! Everything you said there is accurate. Everything you said there is very accurate. <laughs> Th- Thomas, show us the shirt there. What you got there? Show us the shirt. Cronwald. Wait, verb to smash, level, demolish, destroy, devastate, imply, reducing a thing to uselessness, to defeat completely. Where did you, where did you get that shirt? Where? Santa Claus. Santa, Santa Claus, Claus gave it? Wow. Yeah. What a very... Christmas present from my brother, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That is awesome. That is a wonderful present. Now, before we get into the trivia battle of the century, we have to go over the rules for our guests. There is a total of 10 questions. Most 
points wins. If there is a tie, we will go into an overtime, which we'll, we'll get to that when we get to that. I mean, yeah. I, I did some severe research for the overtime, so that one will be the stumper. That'll be that'll definitely separate the men from the boys or the the Wings fans of old to the current Wings fans if there's any of them left. Um, that uh, is true. Yeah. And how we will be doing this is we will be doing a well the question format is we will ask the question both guests will be able to answer each question. Whoever gets points on the question will obviously get points. Whoever does not answer correctly will not get any points. And we will do the alternating format where nope they'll be the answering fir- they'll answer at the same time they're answering they're so they got the pace of everyone got their paper and markers right oh they are going to be doing it that way Perfect. oh wait, he's even got a, did you steal that okay harrison did you steal that from bob daniels the clipboard yeah <laughs> comment no it's yours okay no comment no okay. comment so they will be doing it at the same time thank you for giving me that we will do we'll get should we give them a minute or 30 seconds I think a minute. Let's do 30 seconds. 30? I think. 30. Well, I don't know. You guys, what do you guys think? One minute or 30 seconds for some of these? My feeling is that if I don't know it in 30 seconds, another 30 seconds isn't going to get it. <laughs> no, you're just going to get mad. <laughs> Excuse me. Maybe that's it. I, I, I'll Sec- you just start getting furious at that. <laughs> How about this? We'll do 30 seconds, and for some of these that have a double answer we will add another 30 seconds if someone gets the first part correct all right now question number one hold on hold on wait wait wait. Uh, scoreboard we got a scoreboard yeah yes we do have a scoreboard yeah. to make sure that we're keeping track for all of the people watching at home question number one in the trivia battle of the century the greatest goal of steve eiserman's career arguably was his double OT winner against St. Louis Blues, which a player played on. Yes. He had to get the puck first. Who was the player that Steve Eisman took the puck from? 30 seconds on the clock. I, I got it. Tom. You got 30 seconds? Okay. <laughs> I was going to start counting. Let us, unless you guys have the answer first in that case. I think, I think we both got it. We both got it pretty close. Both All got right, it. All right. Both got it. And the answers, gentlemen. And I can't. There you go, Wayne Gretzky. Yes, Wayne Gretzky. Both answer, and both are correct. One point apiece to both Thomas and Harrison for that one. Yay, Tyler! If you want to get that on the board for everyone at home, we're having issues with the scoreboard already. <laughs> That's fine. They are at one apiece. I will keep track as of right now. I'll just take this off for a minute until I figure it out. Oh, let me what? ask. Let me ask the second. Can I ask the second question? It's not going to count. Well, oh, 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 you want to ask the second question? Yeah, so I'd like to ask oh, the second okay, question. Sure. So the second question of the Detroit Red Wings trivia battle of the well today. Century, century. I'd like to say a century, but it's only 2020, and 2020 has been ha- been quite the decade, Alex. It has been. Chris Osgood ranks second all-time in wins in Detroit Red Wings history. Which goaltender is ahead of him? And there is a bonus point possibly here. The bonus point is how many wins does Ozzy have as a Red Wing? And this, for the bonus point, it needs to be the exact number. So you guys may not get it. 30 seconds starts now. Do, 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 do. I didn't, I didn't save the Jeopardy theme song for this. I didn't save Did that. you? I, I, I should have. I definitely should have, though. But, but let's let the gentleman ask. I can figure this out here. You want to raise your... The second part of the question was how many does he, he have? Yes. Yes. 
That one is strictly, this one for the bonus, you do need the exact number. When it comes to other numbers, whatever will be closest will be the correct answer. But for this one, you need to be spot on. I don't know. Oh, that's the tinger. Oh, I think we should do the minute, Alex. Well, that is for that is for the first one. Okay. So, 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 so give to answer question number one, who is ahead of Chris Osgood in all-time wins for the Detroit Red Wings as a goaltender? Gentlemen, put your answers up. Ro- Roger Crozier. Terry Sawchuk Thomas Biondo takes the lead by a score of now two to one. Got the scoreboard up now. The answer was yes, Terry Sawchuk. And Chris Osgood has 317 wins. Terry, oh, Sa- no. Terry Sawchuk, I believe, had 370 ish. I didn't look up Terry's exact number. Oh, wait, no, I put. <laughs> I, no, I, it was put 315. Very close. Roger Crozier. Roger Crozier. He, I believe, is. Fourth or fifth all time? Uh, it felt like I was being tricked. I was like, it would be obvious it was Terry Sawchuck, but then I should. No, we're, we're, we're throwing the easy ones in there first, just so that you guys aren't overwhelmed when we get to the. So, talk myself to Jimmy Howard. I, <laughs> Jimmy Howard, actually, I believe, Alex, if you quickly look it up here, if you search okay. all time Red Wings wins yep. goaltenders, he should be third. Detroit Red Wings wins as goaltenders. He should be third, if I'm not mistaken. After I did my research, there you go, right there. I mean, oh. away from the bonus point. Uh, that was very impressive. Jimmy Howard. Jimmy yes. Howard is third. Jimmy Howard. Oh, that's games played, hit wins. Oh, well, I thought you said. Wait, how many did you say, Thomas, for Jimmy or for Ozzy for wins? You said two forty-seven, right? Yeah. He, Jimmy Howard has two forty-six. So you were no. <laughs> not what I was thinking at all. That was a wild stab in the dark. So. That was a. Cl- you're close. Let's see, who's... So I, I knew it wasn't quite close to the 400 number, but clearly I was too far away. So behind him is Harry Lumley. Roger Crozier, Harrison, for your sake, sits fifth all time. And ready for this one, guys? Timmy Chevelday in sixth with 128 wins. What a what an era that was. Bob Essence had tried to save the day for that team. Good Lord. That, that was an era. All right, the score after two is two to one in favor of Thomas. Beyondo. Question number three. Number three, my lord. Also, fans. relating to goaltending, Mike Vernon won the Conn Smythe Trophy in 1997 during their cup run, but his regular season was not so good. How many wins did Vernon have in the 1996-97 season? This one. This is going to be a question where the closest one to the correct answer wins. It's the point, yes. Unless it's a tie, then you both get it. So if you're both off by like four, we'll be nice to you because I know I discussed this with Thomas before in the past, but good. I remember this because I remember Ozzy started a lot of games that year. I have to make sure like I can, it's funny because I realize these guys are both on their laptops, but I'm like, these guys are probably, these guys, we could see some, they're they're, they're, they're being pretty integral. I I will say this. We're not going to do any crazy. Yeah. Hands up. We're not gonna. We're not gonna do any, you know, <laughs> conspiracy theories or research because there's enough lawsuits going on in this country right now. So we're gonna avoid all that. That is true. Well, it's only been fun if I get it wrong. News radio, woo! It's fun. I get to know everything. Oh, time. Time is up. All right. Time is up. What do Answers we got? Answers up, gentlemen. Fourteen for Tom. Harrison, move yours a little to the your left. Seventeen. Seventeen. The and correct answer. Is 13 wins 
So Thomas gets another one there. Thomas gets that point. He went 13, 11, and 4? 8. 8. 13, 11, and 8. Of course, this is back when their ties were a thing. The that, fa- that is true. And do you guys know what, which game Mike Vernon picked up that 13th win against? Uh, March 26, 97. Yes, sir. That is right. Unfortunately, career win. I remember that. Was it 300? Or f- yeah, I think it was 300. That's right. So now I have to go. So we have a little bit of assistance for this second or for this fourth question. Fourth question. Where are you then? So make sure you guys sounds up because. Hey, Ken Cal, radio play-by-play voice of the Detroit Red Wings here with a trivia question for you. What team did Sergei Fedorov score his final goal as a Detroit Red Wing against? Do you know the answer? All right. Did you guys hear that? What team did Sergei Fedorov score his final goal with? As a Detroit Red Wing. I think this one can go for a minute, Alex. Okay. Turn me up, Alex. Here we go. Drops the marker. Alex, actually, because I didn't write the answer down because Ken Cowell was kind enough to answer it for us as well. And it's funny, it's funny, like, he was like, I hope this one's not too easy. And I'm like, Ken, if it is, it isn't. But then again, Harrison also said Roger Crozier was the best Red Wings goaltender <laughs> in history. It depends on the parameters here because it could be regular season or postseason. And I know one of them, but I don't know the other. True. True, true. Okay, well, that's kind of where I went, too, with it. All right, so before we show the answer, if, if we can just allow our good friend, uh, Ken Cal, to give it to us. Okay, fans, here's the trivia answer. In April of 2003, Sergei Fedorov netted his final goal as a Detroit Red Wing against the Anaheim Ducks in Anaheim. Anaheim went on to sweep the Red Wings in that series, knocking Detroit out of the playoffs. The following season, Fedorov signed a contract to play for that same Anaheim team. Hope you enjoyed it. Yes, they are both correct. The Anaheim Ducks, or the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim at that point, was the correct answer. Thank you very much, gentlemen. And thank you once again to play-by-play voice Ken Cal. Do we count that as a guest appearance for him? Yes, that's two. That's two for Ken Cal. He is two-fifths of the way to the five-timers club. We're just going to start raking him in like the next three weeks now just to get him. But, so yes, Ken Cal... Now, and I'm trying to f- remember this. I would like to, it'll be a great question. Who is his first goal against with Anaheim? But actually, that's not a good one. His last goal in the NHL. Last that, goal in the NHL, he played for, didn't he play for? Columbus or Washington? Well, not, it was Washington. Now, who is it against, though? Well, Philly? No. For Pittsburgh. I think they played Pittsburgh. No, it was the 09 playoffs. They played Pittsburgh, but he did not score in that series. He scored the game-winning goal against the, in the series against the Rangers. It wasn't an overtime goal, but it was the most Sergei Fedorov goal, and I know Harrison loves him because 91 is his favorite number. It's the perfect – it's the typical Fedorov, streaking down the right-wing side, head down, because he's not going to get hit, let's be honest – Cuts back hard to his forehand and just rips it glove side. You can hear the bar, not just in Washington, D.C. You could hear it up in New York. That's how much of a ping that was. The stuff that, the stuff that I know. The stuff that I unfortunately know. So, the stuff that you know. So after that- four rounds, Thomas is four for four. Now, we like we said, we gave him the number on the Mike Vernon one because I knew no one was going to get that one. I actually thought Mike Vernon went 13 and 13 that year. But I made sure I looked it up before I got my stats straight. So... Question, I'll give you number five, since technically four would have been mine. True. Number five of the 
Russian five. <laughs> see, what I, see, see, what, see what I did there, Alex? Yes, Tyler. I okay. see what you did there. See what I did For there. For question five, you <laughs> just chose to do Russian five. Yep. Who of the Russian five is not in the Hall of Fame? 30 seconds on the clock. I'd like to think this process of elimination, but I, I'll say, well, I'll get to my thing here after they answer the question. I don't want to distract them any more than I already am. Fair enough, Tyler. I don't think anybody would want to be distracted by you. Everyone gets, they're watching this show. That is a distraction. Now I don't know if I'm right. You don't know if you're right? Ten seconds remaining for any final answers. I, I think I, there were two that were real borderline. I was, time is up. Gentlemen, put your answers up for everyone to see. Harrison puts up Vladimir Konstantinov. Thomas puts up Slava Kozlov. And the answer... Do we... I think... I think we have to give it to both of them, Ty. I also just realized that their audio may have been quiet. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, because I found out that it was picking up on here, but it was not picking up on the stream, so hopefully we fix it. Kevin Lau gave us that one. But Tyler. Yes. Oh, yes. I, we, think, I think we have to give it to both of them. We will we? give it to both of them because the answers are, yes, Slava Kozlov was one, and the other was Vladdy Konstantinov. So we'll give each of them a point for that one. So you... Wait, wasn't Konstantinov because his career ended short? Yes, and Slava Kozlov just because he didn't put up the same kind of points. Now, the thing is with the, the deal with, um, I think... This is because my minor wrestler, because Alex, you know, the Four Horsemen, the Fabulous Freebirds, those guys are all, that, the, the factions are in, the Von Erics, the factions are in the WWE Hall of Fame. Sure. I think the, ho- the gentlemen that work for the hockey writers, they should, or the pro writers, or whoever votes to vote the guys into the Hall of Fame, those guys should, for the exception, have an entire, like a separate entry for the Russian Five. Because I think it's a crime that A. Vladdy's career got cut short and A. Slava Kozlov was with them, but he was playing with Fedorov and Fatisov, guys that were already legend, and Larionov, guys that were Russians well, or legends before they even came to the NHL. Question. See, Thomas. Question. Didn't yes. you say name the one member of the Russian Five that isn't part? Wasn't the question named the one Russian member of the Russian Five that was not part of the Hockey Hall of Fame? There were two. The question was, who is not? Not necessarily... Which one player? They kind of read it incorrectly. Okay, because I immediately, I was like, well, it's got it. Okay, all right. I took it as there was only one. I didn't realize that there were two. Okay, all right. Fair enough. Very good. Very we could have made, made I that. I mean, yeah, I, both of you got it correct either right. way. So you still was, got the point. So, I was probably didn't get there, but I knew Konstantinov got cut short, so I went with my insurance bet there. Right. Well, I, I, was that, but Vladdy might have gotten, I don't want to say a sympathy vote, but there might have been something along those lines. Like an honorary, yeah. 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 That's or, fair. Well, because, yeah. well, here's the thing. I, I would agree with the fact that they should have a, you know, a separate, you know, entry for the Russian Five. However, by that marker, they might as well have a separate induction for things like the Quebec Nordique. The Hartford Whalers, well, not, the Miracle Team, the 1980 USA Hockey Team. Well, like they, well, I know, like you stuff think, like you that. You think a guy like Konstantinov would maybe be in the international wing? Because there's a lot of guys that are not in the Hockey Hall of Fame, but are in the international wing in the Hall of Fame. You know, there's well, those guys. I mean, but to the same token, 
was Konstantinov known for his international play versus what he did in the NHL? He had butted a couple guys during the punch up at Pia Stani. Does that count for anything? Is that Hall of Fame worthy? I don't. I don't. The know. fight itself is Hall of Fame worthy. It's the greatest brawl in the history of brawls. Which it can have a a feature or an exhibit in the Hall of Fame, but it's not in the Hall of Fame. If you yeah, just have like a, just, a I mean. just a little pint, little like a little sample of blood. This came from Theron Fleury, Brendan Shanahan's fingernail that got ripped off. There, that should be in the Hall of Fame. Okay. Right. Um. So moving on to question six. Me. I'll I'll do this one. Oh, you get the next one. Okay. Fine. You get the next one. Okay. All right. So question six, staying on the theme of Hall of Fame. The question is, how many Hall of Famers were on the 2002 Stanley Cup team? And once again, this, we're not going to ask for names, just the number and whoever's closest, because this one, I... Currently in the Hall of Fame. Okay. Yes. Currently in the Hall of Fame. Not who deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. And not, and sorry, and I'm not counting, we're not counting Scotty Bowman. Let's put that out there now. No builders. These are just players. (laughs) Players. Just players, yes. Because Scotty Bowman and Kenny Holland... And those guys would be and Mike Gillich now. He, they, so there'd be 12. Right. There'd be and I'm going to start the timer no, no, now I don't because know you talk a lot, Tyler. I was just making sure I said 20 so they didn't think it was that high of a number. I think they will. <laughs> God, there's one I'm just not sure of. Oh. Need new paper. <laughs> Need new paper. Bob, he's ripping up your cart. He's ripping up your, ripping up your clipboard. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Harrison. If we told Bob he stole his clipboard for this, I'm pretty sure he'd be like, "Okay, for you at least." I don't know if oh, I stole if I stole your clipboard, he'd probably get all mad. He'd prank me. He'd prank oh. me. It would be brutal. Bob Daniels, the prankster. Oh God. Oh man, I need. Oh man, next time Harrison comes on, when he's a ten-time guest, we're gonna Maybe. get story time with Harrison Watt next oh, time. Yeah. But we have time it. is up, gentlemen. If you'd like to put your numbers up, your guess eight. Eight. Both oh. say eight. So, do we give them both points for that? I mean, it doesn't really matter if we don't give. They both cancel out. Hold on, now. Give me, give me, give me, give me one thing here. Okay. No, 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 no. The overtime is at the end. If it, if no, it's no, no, tied I'm at just, the end of ten rounds, just, I got this. Okay. Both said eight. The correct answer is nine. Yeah. Iserman, <laughs> Robitaille, Fedorov, Larionov, oh, Hashik, Shanahan. <laughs> Hole, Lidstrom, and Chelios. How do you forget? He's your guy, Harrison. You're I old. started counting, and I, I started counting. I was like, don't count Bowman. And I remember hearing nine when I was a kid. And I did count Bowman, and then I forgot yeah. to count Fedorov. There and would be – I almost gave it away. Here. There would be 12 if you included if, uh, for all everyone there, Mike Illich and Scotty Bowman and Kenny Holland. There would be 12 because they because Holland – Illich and Bowman are all um, I builders. I think I Brett Hall. Probably. Yeah, he, he, he is yeah. kind of an obscure one a little bit. But now, since they both said eight, impromptu tiebreaker question. Whoa. Coming in hot To here. Des- decide who gets the point here. It's going to be kind of a gimme. You're, but you're, not, you're, not, you're not, not doing those, are you? No, I'm not. It's, okay. it's kind of a gimme, but it's just to make sure that, you know, they know their history and all that stuff. If you both get it right, then it cancels out no matter what. Okay. Alex, is, this is literally Alex impromptu. Yeah, Alex is year, fixing this thing. In the year of 97, I believe. The year 97, of 97. There was a fight 
between the Colorado Avalanche okay, we got it, March and the Detroit thing. Red Wings, also known as the Brawl. D-Day, Bloody Wednesday. Now, the, the question day. is, in the quote-unquote brawl sequence, what two players were involved in the first fisticuffs? What yeah. Colorado Avalanche player and Detroit Red Wings player were involved? I, 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 I know this because I can remember Dave Strader's voice. I, that's all, I, I hear Dave Strader whenever I think about that play. I mean, as the, you should. The late honestly. Dave Strader, rest in peace, Mr. Strader. Because just the way he... And Mickey Redmond's like, yeah! <laughs> That's how it used to be every night. All right. No timer, but it looks like both are done. Gentlemen, put up your paper or boards. Larionov and, and Forsberg. Forsberg. Yep. Larionov and Forsberg. I think that is correct. You think? You're the one that asked it. No, it is correct. It is correct, yes. So no one gets a point, but hey, everyone's smart because everyone knows how the no, fight No, they went. both get a point. And now that's the, the reason why they get the thing. The better question was, everyone knows give how the sh- men the point. Give the men the points, uh, points, uh. Well, both points. well, the the great question would be, Thomas, you got something. Um, just real fast, I'm thinking about that t- 2002 team. I, they may end up with 10 because my guess is before it's all said and done, Pavel will end up in the hockey hall of fame too. Oh yeah, whenever he fi- whenever he finally stops playing, yes, 100. percent out when I was counting because I thought Dotsik was like, ah, he's not done yet. And yep. I think that's why I forgot to count Fedorov because I took another one out. Yeah. They're they're gonna have half that, literally half the half the 20 are gonna end up in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because everyone's gonna say, yeah, Steve Duchesne and Frederick Olison. Hey. <laughs> Don't forget yeah, about Matthew Dandano. Matthew Dandano. Red Wing, that guy is he's one of the few. And well also if we're one of the sleepers. We're talking about how the Russian five should be inducted. Sure. The grind line, all four of them: McCarty, Kosher, Draper, and Malpy. Should those be the four, the four horsemen? Well, of the that's Red not Wings, a the grind, grind line. line. Those that's the they just rotated McCarty and Kosher in and out, whoever they wanted that night. Whatever Scotty said. Hey, don't forget, people have to remember the sequence that led to the Darren McCarty goal, Alex. This is how good or important McCarty was that '97 team. It went Iserman, Sandstrom to McCarty. He was on a line with. Yeah, a trade deadline pickup and the captain. McCarty played the majority of that '97 run with those two because the initial grind line was kosher. Co- was yeah, kosher. With kosher. Yep. Yeah, that's why I always remember, like, because that's how yeah. good McCarty was. And then kosher finally retired to the season in '99, and then or after the '98 season, and then that's when McCarty stuck with Draper and Maltby the rest of his the rest of his time in Detroit. Right until obviously he well. Well, he I came mean, back. Even he when came he back. even came back, it was basically those three. They yeah, they were together. all there. They were still, they were still there. Well, be on whatever's left of him and Draper, shaved beard and everything. Kind of scares me right. still. Tyler, you will take the next question. Next question. All right. Where are we at here on the list here? Okay. This one, once again, another question that is the closest. Now, Harrison may have an advantage if he remembers the last time he was on the program because we were talking about the 2002 playoffs and the points in those playoffs. Steve Eiserman finished second in playoff scoring in that year. Probably could have won the Conn Smythe, but they definitely Nicky Lidstrom deserved it as well. How many points did he have in those playoffs? 30 seconds on the clock. Are we in round seven? Round seven right now? The seventh question, yes. Okay. Because I'll say we are, this is why I made sure we had a lot more because this is going a lot faster. I thought. Second overall in playoff point scoring? He finished second, yes. 
Yes, he finished second, right behind none other than Peter Forsberg. And this was why Harris and I talked about this, because Peter Forsberg could have played another seven-game series in the finals, had Colorado beat Detroit. Could have played seven games, not registered a point, still been a point-per-game player. He had 27 points in 20 games. And he didn't even play in the regular season, Alex. That is true. Because he blew out his spleen in the playoffs the year before. All right. 30 Timer's seconds up. up. The answer, gentlemen. Ooh. 22. Thomas Biondo, 23 oh. on the dot. Yeah. Just raking the lead. Look Close. at Tom- Six goals and 17 assists for Steve Eisenman I would love in to, the 2002 playoffs. I'd love to know how many. Oh, I'd love to know how many points he had in that Vancouver series alone. Because that's when he seven, re- seven before Game Six. I know. I don't was, remember any in Game Six. He and saved that team. Hundred percent saved that team. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Nicky and like I said, Nick Lidstrom was an absolute phenomenal player. And I think I that was back when. This is back when, Alex, when the network didn't determine who won the consmite. They didn't pick the favorite. Because Steve Eisman could have easily won it again. But, like, you know, let's give it to Nicholas Litcher. He's played well. Let's give it to him. Eisman's already won it. Not like nowadays, Alex. Ah, who cares how good Phil Kessel was? Give it to Crosby again. I'm still a little salty yeah, about I that. mean, Crosby uh, is one of the best players But in Phil hockey, Kessel so. was on fire in those playoffs, the 26, uh, 2017 playoffs. Eh. I, I'm just, what line did he play on, though? He was did, a Malkin. I thought it was Crosby in that play. No, that was Brian Rust, and I think Kunitz was on that line with Crosby because Crosby's the Kunitz when he scored the goal against Ottawa, who right, gave him the assist. Right, right, Sydney right. Crosby. Okay. Hey, what school did Chris Kunitz go to? Favorite Chris Kunitz. Uh, some some weird one. Some weird school up in Big Rapids. Oh, by the way, Harrison, I did an interview last week with Mitch O'Keefe. That'll be on next week's show at TKS. You're gonna love this. Mitch O'Keefe did not know that his goalie mask when he was at Ferris is in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Did you tell him that? I told him that. I, I finished the interview with that. He's like, and he was like, kind of. You could tell, like, through his voice, like he was kind of like turned rosy in the cheeks. So as of right now, well, yeah, the mask that he wore, Mitchell is, Keith is the only, and of any Fair State player, he's the only player that is in the Hall of Fame of any kind, of any in, in any capacity. Mitch O'Keefe. I don't know if he's the first. I'm sure he was sure of something from Chris Kunitz from maybe the 2014 gold medal game or 2014 Olympics was in there. But as of right now, Mitch O'Keefe is the only Fair State Bulldog in the Hall of Fame. To have something in the Hall of Fame. To have something in the Hall of Fame. His mask is pretty sick. iTech, Alex. Remember those iTech masks? Yeah. Those disgusting-looking things? Yes. Hey, you had one. Thomas is over here, and he's like, no, I, I had an iTech bag. Thomas is just lost. Thomas? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm focusing. I'm staying, trying he's, to stay in the zone that I'm he's, he's Thomas doesn't even worry about There's a few Detroit. Michigan players that are actually in the Hall of Fame. Okay, but... Anyway, it, let's you. get back to the swing of things. Now, now you're trying to figure out where we're at? <laughs> oh, I know exactly where we're at. Okay. The next question. How many playoff series have the Detroit, or did the Detroit Red Wings win? Or no, how many did they play? How many, how did I read? Oh, no. How many did they win? Okay. Oh, you ask it then. <laughs> Poor writing by my part. <laughs> In Scotty Bowman's tenure as a Detroit Red Wings head coach from the 93-94 to 2001-2002 season, how many playoff series did the Red Wings compete in? Compete in or win? Compete in. Compete. So in total, my apologies on the win part, Alex. Yeah, thanks. This is going to be another one, by the way, which is closest wins. 
God, you're awful at this. Terrible. His first season was 1994, right? I want a, I want a minute for this one because I got to do math. Right. Okay. We can so do it. We'll, we'll do a minute. 94 season, correct? Not, yes, 93 94, which would include the first round series. Yeah, I'm going to need a minute here, too. Okay. See, this is one of those episodes that our podcast listeners should most certainly watch here yeah. on Southern Sports. Or, yes. Quick right. little plug there. Quick plug. Yeah, I think. It's a little bit bigger of a number because, yes, he, because okay. <laughs> obviously he won three cups in that time. All right. So. Oh, timer yeah. is up. All right, so we have the timer up. You gentlemen ready to determine the quick math? Yep. Ready and flip. Bulls 25. say 25. Five, eight. Hold on, now I'm doing my math. 12, 16, 18, 20, 20. Oh, yeah, yeah, see, they are correct. My math was wrong. It is right. 25, you both get the point. Hey, see, that's why we did a double, we did a double check. We, we, we made sure we had it, okay? I, see, I made sure. I double-checked myself. What's up, Thomas? Who did you who, – in 94, was that a first-round loss to the Sharks? That was, yeah. this, that was San Jose. That was, okay. that was Lariano, Sandus Oslinch, Archers Urbe with those ugly pads that look like my old pads. Yeah. Back in the day. What a that, – and that team – it's funny because when we talked to Dan Rusinowski a couple weeks ago, he's like, that – like, when that team was there, he was – it was crazy because it was only his third year calling NHL games. Sure. So he was like just shocked that they were that good. But then he also made sure he talked about how, you know, the one time when the Wings beat him in 07 and also when SJ Sharkey hung from the rafters <laughs> ready to fall <laughs> back in 2000. That oh, is true. Yeah. Yeah. He, he literally, and it's funny, like, because Dan was there and he's like, and he, Dan honestly thought that they were going to actually let him cut himself and they had mats like just underneath them, like, they, like, he Dan was well, well talking about Scotty Bowman. I mean, he said, "I mean, Scotty couldn't even look up at Sharky because he just couldn't look up. He just look like I can't, I can't watch this because for for everyone's sake, like because Harrison, you know, he works at Ava Glavin Ice Arena, not the biggest rink in NCAA. Sharky was above the roof. For that's how high he was above the ice in San Jose at the at the old H now the SAP Center, the HP Pavilion is what I think it used to be called then." Yes, it's quite a ways, quite a ways up there. But no, right. yes, twenty-five playoffs. Playoffs that were competed in. Thank winning, you, Tyler. Winning three. I made sure I did my math twice. Shush. Figured it out. <laughs> Next question. Little sore subject for me because I really don't like this guy. Oh, Next okay. question. Johan Franzen scored the game-winning goal in pivotal Game Five of the first round in two thousand eight. Who was the team Detroit was facing, and who was the goaltender for the opposing team? Two-pointer. Alex, put a minute on the clock for these guys. Minute on the clock. Because I think everyone remembers that round. I would think. Yeah. But the kicker is not Dicker the kicker for Texas. 
kicker is who was the goaltender. That is true. That's why I like this one because I was like, oh, because I remember that goal because we were at Aunt Pat and Oak Cliff's house. I was doing the Ferris State three-on-three tournament that weekend. We were up at Aunt Pat and Oak Cliff's, and we watched it on CBC. I forgot who was calling it, though, for CBC. It wasn't Houston. Cuthbert. Yes, because Cuthbert at the time was still working for CBC. That was back when CBC could take TSN guys, and they didn't have that sole – before Rogers monopolized call, or playoff hockey coverage in Canada. It was either Cuthbert or Strader, actually. No, Strader was doing it for NBC at the time. Okay. Strader, Strader would have been doing the, the national games. Oh, my God. Oh, no. 15 yeah. seconds left on the clock. Okay. This is a big one here for Harrison. If Harrison gets, if Harrison can get both of these, they, I'm not going to get both. I'm not going to. I might outscore him by one, but I won't get him on both of these. Yeah, right. well, Thomas, I, Thomas. Well, Thomas and I have gone back and forth on the 08 team in general, just because of how, how I said, I'm like, oh, because I, I think Kenny Holland was. He, Kenny Holland's a great GM. I, I always say for the non-cap era. That's what I just say about that. All right, so All right. gentlemen, put up your answers. So Thomas doesn't yell at me. Nashville and Dan, Dan Ellis, Ellis, Nashville and, and Vokun. The answer is Nashville, and the goaltender was none other than Dan Ellis. Big two points for Harrison. There were oh. there were two very distinct era Nashville goaltending in there: Tomas Vokun and Pecker Bay and Sandwich right in the middle. Was little Dan Ellis for I, one? What? Player. No, no love for no love for Mike Dunham. Vokun <laughs> was too easy. I knew I Vokun was not going to be the answer, but I could not think of anything else. So I was gonna I was going with the obvious. Vokun. It was a good guess. Honestly, nine times out of ten, I'd probably say Vokun. Had Vokun left the year prior to Florida? Yep. Uh, oh, that's when he did that. Okay. He wasn't yeah. on the team. I thought it might have been an injury or a pull. Vokun wasn't even on that team, huh? No. 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 And, uh, oh gosh, who was the back? I can't even. I don't even want to try to guess who the backup was. Probably like Michael Telkis or something like that. Some random guy that I've never heard of before. Maybe, but because I'm pretty sure Pecorino was still in Milwaukee at the time, back in those days. That anyway. is true. But with the last question upon us, which is a, another two pointer, the so, score is nine to seven. So Thomas gets one. It's over. Harrison gets both. Thomas gets zero. We go to overtime. I really want to go to overtime just for the sake of it. Just for the sake of it. But. We need to determine a winner now. Thomas with the lead. This is, oh man, this is crucial. This is big time here. Shall I ask it or do you want to ask the final I will question? ask. I'll ask the final question. Okay, here. I'll leave it big to you. Big time here. Big time question. Very important question. Two pointer, so it's going to be one minute on the clock. Full 60 seconds. And guess, and Harrison, this is right up your alley because it involves your guy, Mr. Sergey Fedorov. Sergey Fedorov is one of 46 players to achieve the feat of scoring five goals in a single game when he achieved the feat back on December the 26th, Boxing Day of 1996 against the Washington Capitals. Once again, this is another two-pointer. Another Red Wing had a big game himself, tallying four assists on all of Fedorov's goals. The game was 5-4, to four, Detroit won, obviously. Who was that player who had the four points? The other part to the question is who was the goaltender for the Washington Capitals? Hint! It was not Olaf Kolzig. Who was the player with four assists? And who was the goaltender? And it was not Olaf Kolzig. 60 seconds on the clock. Wait, what? Why are you doing Terminator? No, are we doing... No, 
Ah, 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 I see. I get it. I get because the 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 magazine that I have. There's a clue with the Terminator song. No, there is not a clue with the Terminator song. You're ruining it. I can't think the goalie's first name. If you okay, if you get the last name, you I'll give you, him the last name. You have a very real chance here. You have a very real chance. I could be over two. I have two names, but I don't know if either of them are right. I th- there are two goalies in this area of the NHL that have a name that is one letter apart, and I can't remember if it was one or the other. And it's brilliant. it's funny because both. I mean, because, you know, you had Iserman doing the goal in 96 against one of the goaltenders, and then you had Fedorov in the year of 96 against the other one. So they're, because they're both different. That gave it away. Time is. Then again, you gave away one of the answers by your singing. All right. Fedorov. I'm 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 fairly certain I'm over two then. Fedorov, five goals, four assists for one player, and who was the goaltender had to suffer all of them? Oh my goodness! Harrison Watt, Vladdy Konstantinov, and yes, it was Jim Carrey. Oh no, but he got Jim Carrey, so he and wins. Thomas Biondo with the clutch of the clutch gets oh. Jim Carrey. Doesn't go over two. He gets the one he needs, and in a dramatic ten to nine victory, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for our winner, none other than Thomas Biondo. Give him the NHL 94 song there, or the high siren there. Thomas, Thomas, the winner's circle is yours. Please, would you give us your, your victory speech? Um, you know, I, I'd really like to thank God <laughs> for whom all things are possible. And I've got to give a, a shout-out to my opponent who really... <laughs> Let me see. Hold on, i got to show this here. Oh, get that up there. Harrison. He's, Harrison's suing for a recount. Was, I was going to say who, I would really like to give it up for my opponent who exhibited such grace and handled the game very well, but I, I, I guess I'll just kind of leave that alone and just leave it to God and, and family on that. Um, it's, a time for, it's a time for healing and unity. Yes. <laughs> very true. We're all in this but, together, everyone. Battle. There's not one side or the other. There's just us and we. All of us together that took down this wonderful venture of the Detroit Red Wings trivia battle of the century. Thomas, the victor. Thomas, you are, because we'll, we're going to give you both shirts. You guys, because you guys always talk about what do we get for being in this club? Well, you both will at least get a t-shirt for sure. The only difference is, Harrison, since you are the other member of the nine-timers club, the first, I believe actually was he the first or second member of the five-timers club? Second member. Second member. I'm pretty sure I had Thomas five times first. Harrison, you will be like Fedorov. You will get the letter A. And the number 91. So you will be pretty much better off, but with your last name. If that's okay. I'm pretty sure you'll be okay with that, right? Good by me. Good by you. I would love to ask you about the, because uh, I know you're obviously, you have you actually have a personal connection with Steve Eisman, but we're not going to ask about that story. Because we don't have A, enough time, and B, I don't know if you can tell it here on the air. Thomas Biondo, what is, Thomas, what is your favorite number? Honestly, it's, it is number 19 from for the captain. And he will get the captaincy of the five-timers club. Isn't this just wonderful? I uh, love it. 19 and 91. Congratulations to none other than Thomas Beyond. Thomas, because, you know, just giving him shirts would be too easy, Alex. We're going to give Thomas a $25 gift certificate to B-Dubs, Buffalo Wild Wings, courtesy of them. Don't worry, Her- 
Harrison, you'll, you'll get a $10 one if that's okay. And I can't wait until 2021 when I can walk back into a B-dubs. Yay! Well, that's funny, because Harrison, where Harrison lives, the closest one to him is, because he used to work right down the road from the B-dubs down there up in Big Rapids. So I guess you can go there for lunch. Yeah. Thomas, you can go there whenever you want, because 25 bucks will get you one meal. Yes, it will. get you a couple. It, how much, how few wings are you eating? Depends you go on, you go on Tuesday, buy one, get one day? Wings. Thomas, what? What do you say? You got to go on Tuesday, 50 cent wing night. Oh, then you get and that. Well, then or you could go buy one, get one Thursdays. No, yeah. no, no, no one, no one's doing boneless here. No, I do boneless. Come, if they I are one, glorified chicken nuggets for buy one, get one, give me the chicken nuggets. Say that again, Harrison. Sorry. You can revoke my man card, but I eat boneless wings. Now, hold no. on. You can save no. yourself here. Harrison, you can save yourself. Hold on. Hold on. Thomas, what'd you have to say? I was just going to say, you like what you like. I don't Fair eat enough. the adult chicken nuggets, but there's nothing wrong with that. Thomas, you didn't cry watching Rudy. Harrison, I will, do you eat your boneless wings with a fork and a knife? Yeah. Ah, rip it. Rip it. Oh. Rip it off. Get that A out of here. The A is ripped you know, off. I do have to say this, though. Between me and my opponent tonight, we have showed collectively more grace than is going on in our nation right now. And honestly, <laughs> That is true. We at least have a definitive answer the night of. But then again, I knew for a fact that we were going to have a decision. But I that is true. And the fact, hey, let's be honest. Thomas, because we, and this is, this, may, this is not fabrication, I promise you, Harrison. Thomas was with us this weekend. We didn't discuss the Red Wings trivia battle at all. I just told him to make sure he had a marker and paper. Yep. Thomas was, he had, so listen, he had more confidence in Michigan State beating Iowa than he did getting a question right in this quiz. So, well, because here's the thing. Tyler has this, this memory with hockey stuff. Where, oh, we're losing Thomas. No. Oh, no. Not now. No. What what a face though. What a face. <laughs> what a guy. <laughs> Harrison and I are still here. Thomas I'm is Tom Tom And Thomas is still there. Thomas, we missed you for that last little bit. You're talking about my memory and how I can apparently scare everyone with it. I can see yes, I just thought yeah. No, we're starting my back. I don't know. I I have the my internet stinks. I'm sorry. I'm I'm going to stop talking because it's just the internet will pretty much guarantee to go out at that point. I love when he said he stops talking, and that's when it comes back. Yeah, that's when it does come back. Well, we were scared to death that this wasn't going to work at all because we have the Google Me. I got my other tab open. We got Alex blowing up the Wi-Fi. Kelly's probably watching Friends for the 16th time out in the living room. Blowing up the Wi-Fi. What do you mean? Well, well, I don't know about you, but Al- Kelly's out there streaming, so that does a lot because she's right by the transmitter. But well, sure. The fact that we made it this far and we only missed audio for like the first couple questions for them. Cause they, I mean, thankfully they didn't, did they say anything too crazy in the first couple questions? I don't think so. I mean, other than getting stuff right. No, not really. No, that's what the right, that's why we did the writing part. Now, if we were doing the question and answering voice, then yes, we'd be screwed. That is true. So I want to know who this Kevin Lau guy is. This guy that, that is in our chat going at, we can hear people. It's my best. That's your buddy. Tyler. Yeah. It's my best friend. That's your best yeah, friend. Yeah, we've, okay. we've been friends about 30 years. So Perfect. Okay. Well, and shout out to Kevin. Hey, yeah. What? You said 30 years. You don't look a day over 25. Oh, thank Aww. you. That's, <laughs> listen, give him, the, give him the captaincy. Give him the captaincy <laughs> shirt now. He wins. 
We got a new winner. Will, this, no, oh. no, he's just a nice guy. So we'll have to we'll have to give him uh, uh, the A and change his number to five. How about that? People have to remember that Harrison has risked his career four separate times last season, allowing me to come live on the air doing Fair State broadcast. Let's remember that he risked it four right. times. That is good. Actually, so five, no, five times. Pardon me. I did twice at the GLI. I forget See, that. but here's the thing. Thomas risked his entire sanity as a human <laughs> letting <laughs> you get on the radio, or get on, getting on the broadcast for Davenport. The last three seasons now. Yeah, I'm, that, that's a lot on a human. You can well, only do so much. Let's, let's remember that Thomas also somehow lived through Mike Milbury. So. <laughs> One day of Mike Milbury. You're small potato comparison <laughs> in terms of the Anity level. Very true. <laughs> well, when when we mentioned last week we were talking with Islanders play by play Chris King, I had, and I'm like, man, we'd love to talk to you for like two hours, Chris. Oh, yeah, we love chatting with you. I'm like, yeah, I, I'd love to ask you about Mike Milliburg. He's like, buddy, we don't have five hours. <laughs> 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 Just tell you what kind of a general manager he was back in the day. Oh, yeah. Man. Wow, this, this was fun. I'm glad it worked out for the most part. And then Thomas <laughs> is the victor. Even though he said he was going to go over, he went Morpher. He went 10 for a well, total of... How many points would it have been? 2, 4... It would have been 12, six, right? Yeah. 12, yeah. Ten, seven, for, 10 for 12. Eight. Harrison almost pulled off the comeback. The other, So just for you guys to know, the tiebreakers would have been name all of the, all of the retired numbers, and player, numbers and names for the players that have, have retired jerseys. And then if we had to go to double overtime, so you guys guessed them both right, we would have asked you to name as many players that are in the Hockey Hall of Fame, both builders and players. It would that, be as many Detroit Red Wings that were enshrined. So that includes coaches, executives, and players. There are 64 total, I found out. <laughs> I'm thinking I would have gotten the first one. The second one's just who can ride faster. Yes, it would have been, we would have given yeah. you guys like a minute for that one. Because there's guys like like Andy Bathgate. Oh, I would have given him a full 90 seconds. 90 seconds? Oh, absolutely. We'd give you, you guys till eight, you guys till 830. <laughs> 830 you may have so, uh, you may have gotten regular overtime because you know, as I think, I feel like I would have forgotten one or the matching of the numbers. I might have screwed up with the with the retired jerseys. Well, I feel like I, I could have erred there. One that people yeah. always forget, and it's a bummer because he was a a coach and a broadcaster for the Wings on top of being a fantastic player was Sid Abel. That's one that True. people always seem to forget with Sid. Abel. It would have been the number with Sid Abel. Okay, that, that well, the, the number it would have been. I think we would have, I forgot who we would have done it. We probably would have gone numbers first and then. Well, Tyler, you even got it wrong. What? Where's Red Kelly? Is, no, Red Kelly's not retired yet. Is Red Kelly retired? Wasn't Red, Red Kelly's Red, number retired? Red Kelly's retired. Yeah. Is he retired now? Oh, was City able 12? He was. Oh, no. I would yeah. Oh, they did. They did. Okay. So I yeah, would have been wrong. So you too. even got it wrong. I would have been wrong. I forgot Red I, Kelly. Well, Red Kelly's the most recent one. That's why. Red, Red Kelly. Kelly was done because we <laughs> tried to get more people on the <laughs> a reason to get people down to little Caesars when the team had 40 points in the, <laughs> in the middle of February. Man, Red, Honestly, though. Red Kelly. another Like I said, off the top of the show, another guy that was both playing for the Maple He played defense, center for the Maple Leafs, and was in Parliament. That man, did, that man covered, what was it, 67, so he had to cover Jean Bellabeau. Buddy, that guy could do it all. You know he couldn't do though. What could he cover the sixty-seven? He was there for sixty-seven. He he was center. 
was playing no, since, since since '67. Oh no, no, no. Norm Allman. Like, listen, I could go like Daryl Daryl Sittler. Well, then again, you Harold- can't wear a maple leaf on your chest playing in the NHL and win a cup. It, it's just not allowed anymore. Not allowed anymore. Ever since. Well, it's funny because 1967 is <laughs> when finally Canada got an official flag with a maple leaf on it. So since then, they jinxed themselves. True. Oh my gosh, did I figure it out? I'm going to call up Dubas. Dubas, we're going to change the name. Change the name of the team. We're going to just go back to a Yeah, let's see how back I'm just saying, you got to break the jinx. That's the jinx right there. I think your jinx is job. Okay. Oh, uh, well. All right. But on that note, We're we gonna... are going to take it to commercial, say goodbye to these guys, and finish out the last half hour of the Keel Show. We thank, once again, Harrison Watt and Thomas Biondo for being on the show, both members of the Nine Timers Club, and now captain and assistant captain of the Five Timers Club. Gentlemen, thank you so much for being on. We will be back after this. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls from all ages, welcome back to the Keel Show here on 12 Ounce Sports, brought to you by a second string leather company crafted from the crease. That was the Detroit Red Wings trivia battle of the century between Harrison Watt and Thomas Biondo. Thanks again for both of them for being on the Nine Timers Club and obviously being on sharing their time and their Detroit Red Wing wits. Yeah, I, so for those live that missed the Ken Cal audio and the flashing lights, well, that will be edited into the replay. Unfortunately, because when we didn't apparently didn't have audio from them mm. to start off, it also didn't have audio from Ken Cal. So when you watch the replay tomorrow, it'll have the audio and actually the actual cut video, so it won't flash and stuff. I knew that was going to be a problem, and that's something I've realized that I wish we can figure out. Using a laptop is a little bit tough, for when you want to have video going while you're streaming, because we had that problem, I think, when I talked with Joseph Zeta a few uh, couple of months ago now, because we tried to do his recorded video at the same time as we were doing the audio, and it just went haywire. So, like, oh, well, I guess this didn't work after all. So, I think it was fun, though. I, I think that was... Well, it was a good time. I think, uh, I think it was quite successful. I think. The reason why the commercial took so long was because of the fact that, well, we... we Thomas and well Thomas Harrison and I like I would love to get called you a loser. They called me a loser because you're a loser. Loser. A loser. <laughs> loser. That was me. No, it, well, yes, because I. Well, how did we get there again? How how did we? Uh, you were talking about the GLI. We talked about Houghton. Uh, we talked about oh, yeah, how you met Joe Thornton and how he, you have officially met someone who's played for the Maple Leafs slash plays for the Maple Leafs and how you're basically now one of them. And I call me a loser. That's why you're a loser. A loser. That's the I love you sign, Alex. It just, it just that's put, how put, Jim Carrey does it, and that's why it was kind of cool. Well, he probably has his pinky right like this. Loser. Yes. Yeah, so see that? That's that's a weird looking L. Because that, this here, looks like here. a broken H. Here. Here's an L. Take it. Just take the L. Take the. Take the L. Ride the L train. Take the L. So we have a couple more things that we, I mean. This is why I left it because we only got about a half hour left on the show, a little less than half an hour. We uh, do what? So we got through the signings. Yep. Do we want to talk? What do you think's better? Let's. We want to talk about who's left or Ovechkin? I think Ovechkin going to rush. I think it'll be better for next week. 
if we can save that for next week. Let's talk about it now because we're not going to talk about it next week. No, we maybe not. Well, we're gonna. It's gonna. I'll save it's, it. It's not gonna be good news. So, well, it's not news. It's more or less Ovechkin discussing how he wants to end his career. Well, he wants to play for the D- Dynamo. team Dynamo Dynamo Moscow. Yeah, he wants to go home and play for his hometown team, and which is what he, which how, is what he did during the tw- 2013 lockout, right? 2012 and, and, lockout, and that's me. what he wants to do before he retires. Now, that's not to say that he's retiring now. It's just saying that you know that's his aspiration. That's what he wants to do. And let me go to Cap Friendly to see how much he's got left on his contract. Just so everyone I, is at ease, because hold I know on. that I know that we go do back. Have, no, no, scroll back up. You're on the tabs. Put, Get rid of the drop down. What? Why in the world? Because I looked it up, <laughs> dummy. Google is a wonderful thing, but also a terrible thing at the same time. Because the shop, because he looked up shop We were talking about the Dallas Stars jerseys last week. No, they, Google provides ads for on a lot of websites, so it throws stuff like this up. And now I just put in capitals, and now since I'm talking about capitals, and I put capitals into my thing, now it brings up a capitals jersey. That's how that works. Yeah, I, I know. I sell my information to the universe and that's how it works you sell no. your soul um alexander veshkin is 35 35 years old um he does have this year left on his contract so i, I think that's honestly a, a big reason why people are talking about it is because it's a matter of whether or not he wants to continue playing um in the nhl because he is 35 years old he does have a, at this point, I think he's a one-year-old. Um, his son, Alex. Oh, his kid. The one that has the uh, clearly is left-handed because he takes his dad's right-handed stick and shoots backhanded with it, so he's left-handed. He'll learn. To be left-handed? Yeah, that's fine. No, right-handed. No. He'll be right-handed. Wrong. Right-hander. Left. Uh, but no, so he's got a child at home and everything, and I think... Oh, hold on. Now, here is He's the, got his cup. He's got his cup. No. He's got so many awards to his name, but he's a certified Hall of Famer, first ballot. But but what? But but what? How close is he to Gretzky's record? That's my thing. If he can do it, go for it. Gretzky's record of well, then again, how, of well, total then, points. Then again, how old is Pavel Datsuk? Isn't he like 45, 46? So you're so, so you're he, at, he could so go. You're, well, your question is how far is he from Gretzky's all-time points record? All-time goals record. Points he's not going to make because Gretzky has more assists than everyone who has points in the NHL. I believe. All-time but, goals. All-time goal list. Yager's got seven sixty-six. But the way the pace okay, that. Okay. So here here's the thing. Here's the thing. All right. Alexander Ovechkin is at seven oh six. He needs to get a. He needs to get 190. Excuse me. Hold on. Hold on. Just want to make sure I get this. 180. No. He needs to get 189 to win. Oh, to go ahead. Yes. To be the all-time goals leader. 189 goals. Divide that by four. Four. Look, how many? That's very. uh, 180. How many years does he have left on his contract? One. What? Who was I looking at? One. Oh no! Oh no! He's he's got. So, so you're telling me? Do it for me. Do it for the fans. Stay. So you're telling me that he's going to have four, forty-seven goal, forty-seven plus okay, goal seasons. What would be five then? Five. What would be five years? Sure. Let's look up five. Why not? 
37. Thir- or 30, well, 37. 37 so 37 plus. <clears throat> and while you have his cap friendly, go click on Ovechkin cap friendly. I'll give you his goal totals in the last, well, his, his career. Scroll all the way to the bottom. Yep, I know where it is. Excuse me, thank you. What was his last? No, not 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 all. Are you years. talking last year? Last year he scored forty eight. The nope. year before fifty one. Forty nine. Forty nine. Thirty three. Fifty. Fifty three. Fifty one. Thirty two. Thirty eight. So that's going down he, to twenty eleven. If twelve. He can go back to I don't say his dark days, but when he was still. When it was still Ovechkin and, oh, Backstrom's there, but he's not the same Backstrom. If he can put those numbers up, because the way he's scoring now, Alex, and I don't even think he's even trying. He's just scoring naturally. He can I'm do just, it. I'm I think, just saying. I believe he can do it. He's in the top 10 for all-time goals. Because he's 35, you said. If he, can, uh, if he makes it to 40, if he goes till 43... I think he can do it. Yeah, he's 35 years old. I think he can do it. If he goes to 43, I really think he can. He would have to play, yes, seven or eight seasons, but I think if he can stay at about a 30 to 35 goal pace for the remainder of his career, he can do it. He can do it, Alex, by the next CBA. By the next CBA, by the time the CBA ends. This man has literally done everything there is to do in this game, except win a Selkie, I'm pretty sure. Has he ever won the Master? He's never won the Master 10. But he has done an extreme amount of great good for the game, and he's proven that he's arguably one of the best natural scorers ever. And I mean the word ever, Alex. There's no ifs, ands, or buts, or candy, or nuts. I mean ever to the end of time. That's what I think, and that's how good he is. So whether or not, whether or not, he wants to go back to Russia. And if he does, kudos. He, he's going to go back to Russia. That's he can not... go And he can go back at 46 and still put up 20 goals for Dynamo. He can go put up 25 goals for them. Because, it, like we always talked about on the show, European numbers can get a little askew because of how different the game is over there. But watching him play now, it's almost as if he's better than when he was when the Capitals were still on the rise. Yes, he put up 50 his first season. I get that. 50 goals over 100 points, over 50 goals as well. But he had, like I said, had a couple years where he's only putting out 30, 35. Man, his Ovechkin peaked already. Nope, he's sitting here in a shortened year scoring 48. And yes, you can count that to scoring being up. You can count that to it easier to score goals in this league. But here he is, Alex, time and time again, proving that he is this ageless wonder. Before people ever come out and say, well, Hold, hold on. on. Before you give the accolades, people come out and say, oh, man, but listen, it won't be the same as when Gretzky scored. Yes, when Gretzky scored, back when if you took a slap shot, 95% of the time it was going in the net if the goaltender was dumb enough to get in the way of that because of their little soft little pillows they had on their legs. Back then, when, yes, how can, you, how can you else explain 215 points in a single season by Wayne Gretzky? How can you explain when he puts up 92 goals, Alex? No one's ever going to score 92. Unless, well, except in the OHL where they're not going to allow hitting. It'll be probably 150 goals in that league by some player. But the way Ovechkin's able to play in the modern era that we are under now. So I'm going to say, we'll just say the expansion, the recent expansion era from 2000 till now. No, we'll say the post-lockout, 2005 to now. When the game has opened up, the dead puck era is long gone. He has been the best goal scorer, no question about it. 
and he's being compared to the most natural goal scorers of the entirety of this league. Your Rocket Richards, your Gretzkys, your Lemieux, your Mike Bossies, guys that were synonymous with just scoring goals at will. Ovechkin's one of them, and he's been able to do it, so that's why I think he can hit 900. 2007 NHL All-Star. 2008 NHL All-Star. 2009 NHL All-Star. 2011 NHL All-Star. 2015 NHL All-Star. 2017 NHL All-Star. 2018 NHL All-Star. He's done it for Those a while. are just the All-Star games. Now to his awards. 0506 Calder Memorial Trophy. 0708 Art Ross Trophy. 0708 Hart Memorial Trophy. 0708 Maurice Richard Trophy. You know, I'm not even gonna do. I'm not even gonna do the years. I'm just gonna go down the list, starting from the top again. Calder Memorial Trophy, Art Ross Trophy, Hart Memorial Trophy, Maurice Richard Trophy, Ted Lindsay Award, Nine. Hart Memorial Trophy, Maurice Richard Trophy, Ted Lindsay Award, Ted Nine. Lindsay Award, okay, how about this? Hart Memorial Trophy, Maurice Richard Trophy, Maurice Richard Trophy, Maurice Richard Trophy, Maurice Richard Trophy, Con Smythe Trophy, Maurice Richard Trophy, Maurice Richard Trophy, and. Oh, by the way, let's add for this year another Maurice Richard Trophy. By the way, did you know that he won a Stanley Cup? He has all these accolades to his name. You know like I said, he no. can't. Oh, okay. What I'm going to say: nine Maurice Richards for the people that were not that were losing their minds listening to you try to list them off. I understand your argument. I do. I do believe that if he wanted to, he could sign a contract extension, or he could go to a different team. I don't think he would. I don't think he would. I don't think it's a smart decision. But I do think that he could play for, let's say, five more years, half a decade longer. He'd be 40 or uh, probably yeah, roughly 40 years old by that point. And he would hold the record for most goals in the NHL. He'd be the all-time goal leader in the NHL. Could you imagine? But does he want to? That's the question. Here, no. Because here's my point. When Sedano Chara, when his season was over last year, and people asked him, what are you doing? What did he say? He said, I want to play. I want to play. I want to be part of this Bruins team. I want to be a Boston Bruin. I want to play for this team. I want to play for this city. That's what he wants to do. People asked him the year before, what's his plan? And he says, I want to play in Boston. That's, that, I want to win. I, th- I think this is a really competitive team. I want, to, I want to play in Boston. I want to be a Bruin. That's what Sedano Chara has done for basically the majority of his entire life, is played for the Boston Bruins. That's what he knows. That's what he's good at. That being said, why wouldn't, you Alexander wanna, why wouldn't you want to leave, Alex? Alexander is the Ovechkin, best goal scorer ever. Alexander Ovechkin has played for one NHL team his entire career. Yep. Since 05-06 all the way to, to now. He's played for the Washington Capitals. He has been the face of the Washington Capitals for over uh, roughly 15 years. A decade and a half. Yep. Yep. Do you honestly think that a player who has all these awards, has all these all-star appearances, honors, championships... Well, he hasn't been in an all-star game for probably four years. He's been elected to the all-star game, but he hasn't gone to him. Well, the last time he was in the all-star game was the last time there was an all-star game. 
No. He was he was elected to the All-Star game. He didn't play. He was selected to it. He didn't play. Okay, but you he was an All-Star. And even if he didn't play, he'd still be an All-Star. Yes. If he doesn't want to play, he doesn't want to. He's it's already been made clear that he wants to end his career in Russia. Okay. Now, but why not? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on here. Hold on here. When Yager decided to go back to his team that he owned, what was the question that was asked to him? What are you going to do after the contract's done? Well, I think I'm, I think I'm going to go back home play for my team. He made it perfectly clear. Well, no, he actually I, got released by Calgary because he wasn't doing much when he came back. Well, that's what well, that's what I'm saying. It's like. It was released, and oh, what are you going to do? Oh, I'm going to go go home, play for my team. Why not? Until Ovechkin doesn't score a goal in a season. He doesn't? No. Do you really think that he's going to do that? No. You don't. People don't just stop when they're, you know, oh, I, well, I mean, I, I really can't. I, 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 I don't do much anymore. People do either one of two ways. Far but far enough before they reach the point where they are absolutely sad planet, just not even worth being on the roster, or they leave their peak. Ovechkin's not... Okay, Ovechkin's peak was... Ovechkin's peak was 2018. He had won his cup. He got the Conn Smythe Trophy. He reached the mecca of hockey career. He won the Stanley Cup as a captain, and got the consmite in the same year. Argue, well, if, he, if he wants, t- after this one season is over, he's a UFA. He doesn't have the 40-plus rule. He doesn't have to. Doesn't have to. It would be fun. It would be fun for him to get the all-time goals record. It would be. He should. But would it be, would he enjoy it? After all, the, do you think that? Okay, look how fine. Look how let, long, let me let me hold on. Let me hold on. Let me ask you this question then. Hypothetically, you made it to the NHL as a goalie. Yes, you have all these awards, right? You get the heart. You get the the you know whatever trophies you get. The Calder as a rookie. The Vesna, sure, the Vesna, get the Vesna trophy. Get the Vesna whatever. like seven times. Sure, yes. let's say that. Whatever. You win a Stanley Cup. At least one. Okay. You have all these, you know, per, oh, you know, first in saves, first in save percentage, all these years and years and years and years. And years. Now, you're tired, 35 years old. You got. Well, if I'm still playing as a goaltender at 35, first of all, hold on, hold on, God bless it. Hold on, I'm still going. Your your knee, your knees are somewhat still intact at this point. Yeah, this is you're very not- hypothetical because my knees are gone. And I'm 25. You have a family at home. You have a kid that you want to spend so much time with, and when you do get the time to, you spend all of your time with him. Yep. I'm not yelling because I'm bored. I'm yelling because I'm tired now. Sorry. You, I think you have at this, well, if we're going with the hypothetical that you are now Alexander Vetrigan by as a goalie, I think you now have a new property, or you have one that you recently bought within the past get couple to the years. point. Does an award or an accolade that would take you another five whole years 
to reach. And that's saying that you have five cons- consecutive, like, consistent years. It could take you six. It could take you seven years. It could take you eight. Well, this is the thing with... Let me just quick look up. Because that's why Marty Berdur went to St. Louis. Because Marty Berdur wanted to be the best goaltender. He was nine wins away from 700. He wanted to hit the 700 mark. Now, yes, he already had the record and everything. I get that. That's why he said, you know what, maybe I can't do it. St. Louis ain't working out. Let's just go home. Call it off, get a management job, whatever. So tell me If I was within... Would you do it? If I, let's just say, for the sake of it, I was 35, I had 600 wins. That means, Alex, I need to have five 20-win seasons. No, 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 not, not this hypothetical. No, no, no. You would have to have... No, we're going with the Alexander Ovechkin, where you'd have to spend five seasons at least. Yeah, that's five seasons of twenty wins. If I fe- if, if I felt like it was reachable, at twenty wins, you can at that point you're playing you're playing a one B role, you're playing a Lundqvist role, but Lundqvist is nowhere near it. Obviously, if I was if I felt like I was somewhere close enough where I could do it, and people believed I could do it, and I could and I could still play, Ovechkin can, then yes, I'd like to think I can break that record. I'd like to think that I could go after it. But would you want to? Yes. Because, I, because I would it's want, an opportunity I would want to be, be... Listen, if, it's Mar- an oppor- if, if Marty Berdur did not have almost 700 wins, no one in their mind is picking him to but be I'm, but I'm asking the best you, goaltender. But I'm asking you, it's, it's the opportunity yes. cost. Yes. Do you retire no. at your peak? Well, no. just a little bit past your peak. Nope. Where you are arguably the best player of all time. Arguably, in within the top ten ish of our be, arguably best player of all time, probably the best player in your country's history. Arguably, no, he is versus. Arguably, come on now. I include hey, Fedorov, I, in, I include the Soviets with that. Had I had I. Played in the dead, if Fedorov not played in the dead puck area, yes, it would have been a lot different. Same thing with guys like Peter Forsberg, you go out, list is on and on. Matt Sundin as well. Or do you spend. Retire and play and play the whole what if game. Years of playing and being, getting called, washed up, not worth the money. But get, you take, at that point, you take a contract dip. It's not, not even a con. Listen, no, you asked me a question. He's you, asked, tired. Shush, you asked me a question. Yes, I would do it. If I felt like I had the opportunity and the ability to do it. If I felt like if, if my legs were the, were, the, were the spot where they were at the end of my career, my last game, where I could barely walk in and out of a Boston pizza, then yes, I probably would have called it. But if I felt like all I had to do, like, yeah, five seasons, oh, yeah, we have this young prospect, yeah, let him play the bulk of the games. I just need to get 20 wins a year or maybe 15 and play a sixth year. I could do that. I would go for it. But Ty... Nope, you're asking me the question, Alex. Don't say his butt stuff when I'm the one okay. answering. All right, but All right. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna keep throwing in qualifiers because Alexander Vechkin is not the one B goaltender. He's yeah. the starting and he's still the best of the Washington Capitals. He is the captain. But if, yes, you're right. If I was a starting goaltender at 35, still, first of all, that everyone in that manager. Do you that think be- Steve Eisman doesn't sometimes regret not retiring in 2002 after the 2002 season? The way and, and then the f- being thrown to the fourth line. Being replaced by Robert Lang on the first line? No, he played with Robert Lang. In 04 and 03, he played with Robert Lang. Or at least in 04, he did. The, that, the thing with Stevie Eisman, yeah, it's different. He, 
Because that, do you think that he? Well, that O three team still could have won a cup. That O three team still had the tools to win a cup. They just faltered and age just catch age caught up to him. But here's the thing: if you feel like you can do it, if you see that mark, if you see the that goal that you can reach, why wouldn't you go for it? Listen, you're right. If Ovechkin for some reason next year puts up ten goals, what if next year he puts up fifteen and the year after that only ten? I get it. Then yes, maybe you want to take a step back and be like, "All right, not worth it, guys. I'll go home." That's fine. I can accept that because at that point, I'll understand that they will not be able to be that he won't be able to be the guy. If Marty Berdur, like I said, if he had not hit seven hundred, if he was not anywhere near seven hundred, he would have retired a long time before. But he saw that number, I'm like, man, seven hundred's possible here. I can do it. So why not go for it when you can try? If he didn't want it, all right, fine. He, he stepped out when he realized he couldn't do it. But no one's going to look back at the what if. If Ovechkin retired tomorrow, people are going to look back and say, you know what? I could have done it. And people will look at that forever. If Ovechkin played a few more years, could he have hit 900 goals? And that's, what, that's the thing that I don't think he'd want to live with. Because like I said, 45 years old, you still see Pete, you know, Pavel Datsu being one of the best players in the KHL. He could probably do it, and same thing for Ovechkin. Put him in his power play spot, let him just rip shots. He'll beat any goaltender in the KHL still, to this day. I firmly believe that, and that is how the cookie crumbles, Alex. That's the hill I will die on till the end of time. Fair enough. Ugh. With that, we've got five minutes left in airtime, but I think we are going to call it for tonight. Trying to just we, had we had the wonderful... What a show. Wonderful trivia battle of the century between Thomas Biondo and Harrison Watt. Thanks again for both of them for coming on. Harrison Watt being the assistant captain of the five-timers club. Thomas Biondo being captain of the five-timers club. Yes. What a what an honor. And a, and a guy that didn't think he was going to be able to do it. He didn't think he was. So but next on 12-Ounce Sports, talking minors with the rando. He's definitely going to probably have some some hot stuff, some be, hot sweet sauce. Some minor league sports, NA3HL, and more football. More football. More football. Hashtag TKS at the Keel Show to get a hold of us during the week when we're not on. Next week, we for sure have one guest, Mitch O'Keefe, and I'm going to try to get another that I can't can't say yet because I'm, I, may, I may have it. I'm not sure yet. We'll see. We'll see. But for the inside of the insiders, Tyler Keel, I am your host, Alex We will see you next time. Goodbye, everybody.